Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optional Opinion here on Bosch Rush Games Network. I believe that's the name, or Bosch Rush, Bosch Rush Network is the name, I guess. Uh, I think it's Bosch Rush Network. I think it is. Okay, I'm going to have to talk to Corey and figure out what it is because I don't know what the world is going on. Uh, I'm your host, Eddie V. Guys, thank you for joining me. And I have a special, special, lovely, awesome, amazing, exquisite, marvelous, wonderful, insightful, just beautiful human, just a great person overall, just educating, nerdy, sci-fi knows his star trek by heart like he like knows his anime he is just like everything and all everybody please welcome from crossroads that is also part of the blush rush network mr leron Dawkins. uh man i i feel like you just put way too much on me but uh but yeah hi everybody <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Ashton Opinion, my personal podcast. How, how are you feeling? I'm uh, pretty good. Um, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I, you know, um, hopefully, hopefully, I won't embarrass myself and do us an injustice. I mean, but then again, you know, it can't be any worse than the shenanigans me and the crew get on get down on of uh, Crossroads. So, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. well, we'll know we'll know for sure. We'll know for sure if your uh, audience feedback is like, don't ever bring that guy back and just fire him from fire him from Crossroads too. Oh, oh no, please. I- if if anyone gets fired from Boss Rush, it would likely be me because of my opinionated self. Yeah. You stirred. You, you know, hold on. I don't know who. I, you know, you 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 put the pot on the on the stove, but we got some people that stir the pot in in Boss Rush, and they know exactly who they are. Austin. <laughs> uh, well, it's, yeah. It's. I think the thing about me is just that. I I guess when we have conversations and I bring something that is is still relevant but get everybody to think outside the box, I think that's when everything starts to become interesting. Yeah, and yeah. I and I always say and I always end up that I love everybody. I try to send food. I learned I learned now to send cheesecake. cheesecake. <laughs> I didn't know that I need to do that. Uh, but I try in everything. Cause I do. I was, I, and even though this is a recording, I I had a mental weekend this week, and I had to like literally talk to Corey about it. It was just like I've I've had I have this not as much or anything, but I literally was just like, wow. Were you were you were you going through some stuff, or were or, or, or was the or was the boss rush crew putting you through some emotions? No. It wasn't. It wasn't the Bosch Rush crew that put me through any motions and stuff. Um, it literally was just like because I was so busy at work and everything, and my oh. mind was just like, my mind was just like I haven't. I wasn't. I haven't been able to see see and talk to Corey or even podcast with them. It, it felt like uh, was I stirring up too much trouble? Was I oh. was I uh, offending anybody? It would. And it no, really, no, 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 no. It it really got. I mean, it got to me because it it just feels like that. I don't want to push anybody away, and and make anybody feel like I'm not trying to be right. Uh, I just want to have a conversation. I I was feeling it, dude. I and I've. I don't really feel a mental breakdown or mental emotions. I wasn't crying or anything, but it was just yeah. like that. That Monday, I was just like, I I feel like 
everybody would be better if I wasn't there. It was oh, one of those. Oh no, no, no! First of all, no, don't don't think that unless until you know for sure someone's actually complaining about you or something. Don't ever think that. Um, me personally, I like a good I like a good healthy discourse. I like having conversations and, discu- mm-hmm. and discussions. As a matter of fact, I think I think we only grow as individuals and as as people in society. If we are able to sit down, have conversations, and we are able to keep ourselves open to the fact that we need to see other points of view. And, you know, and, you know, sometimes, yeah, like conversations might seem like, you know, like it's a bunch of headbutting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but, you know, like a good mature person, you know, understands, you know, the, the, you know, the concept of sitting down, listening to what people have to say and, you know, not, you know, never trying to insult somebody's intelligence, never trying to beat somebody up, you know, for having an opinion and stuff like that. You know, yes, opinions can be wrong, but at the same time, opinions, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that opinion is not justified, you know. Yeah. And I, I we was talking earlier that I'm like, yes, I am a Nintendo person at heart, but I love Microsoft and and Sony. Like, haven't you seen lately that I've been rooting for everybody mm-hmm. and for everybody who's playing the game? Like, yeah. by the time you guys see this, Cyberpunk will be out for everybody. And I put it, I put like way back before Hyrule Warriors came out. I was just like, you know, once Cyberpunk drop out, once Cyberpunk drops, we're going to be rooting for everybody here at Power Block Two is playing the game. It's not coming to our platform. But who knows what the future holds? We want everybody to have fun. I'm that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. person to be like I'm in rooting for any any variety who is on any platform. If I want to fight for Nintendo, I'll fight for Nintendo. But I'm going to give Sony its props. I'm going to get. I might not like Uncharted Two, but good, good and well, I play Uncharted Two all the way through, every day, all day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't about to be like, I'm not about to play this. No, no, I'm. I played all of it, and I enjoyed some part of it. I just wish that they would have just streamed like the thing. I don't but know. I don't. Play. I don't know. I don't know who these people are that did not like Uncharted Two, but you know. Hey, er- hey, everybody's <laughs> entitled to their opinion. But I. But I. <laughs> But like, but I've never given up on an Uncharted series. I love it. Same with Microsoft. When I played Quantum Break, and everybody was hated Remedy. I feel like oh, Quantum no. Break. I feel, I feel like, feel like Quantum, Quantum Break, Break. Was, their, was their best game. Yes, I feel like Quantum Break is a bit. And this is a guy. This is a guy who got on Remedy because of Alan Wake. Oh, Alan Wake was a mess. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it was good for what it was back when I first played it. I mean, yeah, like it's yeah, like it's flawed. But you know, no, you know, it's you know, it's crazy though. Because mm-hmm. uh, Alan Wake came out around the same time that Mass Effect came out, and and Alan, I feel like Alan Wake plays better than Mass Effect One did. And this is me, oh, the Mass oh, Effect. Yes. This is me, the Mass Effect fanboy talking. Oh, I, no argument for me at all. <laughs> Not one thing. I would I would replay Alan Wake over Mass Effect at any time. Now, this remake. Me, me too. Me too. Me too. I, I I I will. Like I mean, like the the original Mass Effect is a classic, but it's one of those mm-hmm. ones. It's one of those ones. It's kind of like what it's kind of like what I say about some movies. Like I'm I'm satisfied with seeing it once. I don't need to rewatch it multiple times. And and God knows, like I will I will watch I will run a movie into the ground if it's my favorite. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> yeah, and Punisher, same goes with Punisher is, Warzone right here. <laughs> what, what 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 movie? Punisher Warzone and uh and the Punisher Warzone and the Wolverine when he was in Japan. I watched that. Was that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Oh, I love that movie so yeah. much. Yeah, and same and same goes to video games. I'll run I'll run a game to death, man. I play 
I've replayed Mass Effect 2 and 3 so much, and God knows, <laughs> I, play, I play all them Dead Space games. I, 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 I run through them. Oh, I'm, I'm, I got to get back into Dead Space 1. I, I got to. I was, I was wondering if you had finished it, because I hadn't heard you say anything, so I was like, I had probably dropped off of it. And, you know, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but, you know, October, October actually turned out to be a decent month for gaming. It, oh, it yeah. did. It did, you know, like a lot of people had like their whole "we're gonna do our spooky games" thing. I ran, I ran Alien Isolation in one weekend, and <sighs> yo, never, never again. I don't, even, I don't even want to play a DLC. And apparently, a DLC doesn't even have the freaking Xenomorph in it. That's the crazy part. Oh wow! Actually, <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to. I don't even want to run the DLC. Like I, I mean, I, I literally like uh, cause, and we're gonna get into the show because everybody's <laughs> seeing the title of the show. Uh, should gay stop stop this business? We'll get into that, dude. I when I told you that I watched the first Aliens, I literally I should have just stuck my tail to watching the second one. That first movie is so good, and I can't wait to see the rest of them. Like, oh yeah, yeah. And- okay, okay. Here's what, here's the only thing I'm gonna warn you about, and this is not to dissuade you from continuing to watch the rest of the movies in the series. Mm. It we doesn't get it, it. It doesn't get any better than 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 the second movie, Aliens. After mm-hmm. that, after that, like the third Alien movie, the third Alien movie was flawed. But um, the third Alien movie was flawed. But if you if you watch it for what it, is, I think you're I think you're at a good point because you didn't watch them as they came out. And uh, right. And I'm and and I feel like anyone that can watch these movies, like you know, in one not in one sitting, but you know, like watch them succinctly, you know. Yeah. Uh, do a better sequentially, you know, you know, as quickly as possible. Get a better, get better entertainment value out of stuff than they do, like waiting years and years and years because, uh, because the original Alien movie came out in '79, and then the sequel came out in '84. The uh, years old. The next, the next sequel was like '91 or '92. Then the next sequel was like '90. I was Eight. out. I was out of the military, so I want to say '98, '99. <clears throat> um. And then I was in high school around that time. And okay. then and then the Ridley Scott prequel movies came out in the two thousands. <clears throat> Prometheus and uh Covenant. Yeah. Covenant, and, Covenant and is it, the last one, right? Covenant is the most recent one, yes. Um we don't know if it's the we don't know if it's the final movie because uh because you know, like Fox is now owned by Disney. And um but also Covenant Covenant could have done a better job on some things. Like it really like it really upset the fans. Like I I enjoyed the movie, but at the same time, I'm one of those upset fans because it's like, come on, man! Like, we signed up. We signed up to see these are the prequel movies, so we are signing up to see how things lead us to the 1977, the 1979 Alien flick. And it seems like it seems like the the more movies we get that are supposed to be the prequels, it seems mm-hmm. like the further away we're getting from it. And I'm like, if you don't, if you don't crest ship on that planet so Nostromo can find the damn thing and someone can get a damn face hugger wrapped around his damn head you know <laughs> oh dude when I seen that in the first movie I was just like white people stop <laughs> and that was did, it did it freak you out did it freak you out did it uh, freak actually, you out actually no it didn't because it looked like the egg in Metroid that was glowing ah yes 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 and I was just like ooh Dude, if they did a Metroid fusion, like in the style of Alien, or Event, or Event Horizon, well, Event Horizon is comedy, is pure comedy. Uh, I oh swear. God, stop it! But, back to- <laughs> but, but yes, back to back to the topic at hand, dude. Yeah, if, if, if 
if we get a Metroid Fusion that was just like Aliens, I would be like, I need to watch all of this. Wasn't wasn't? Oh, you mean like if they do like a movie or or a TV series or something? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, because yeah. that 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 evil I, sense. I love the fact. I love the fact that I love the fact that Metroid Fusion basically was a survival horror game. It basically yes. was. I mean, it's the most unconventional survival horror game, but man. I'm sorry, man. Like when, when, when you encountered the SAX for the first time, it's not that you encountered it. Like you just happen to be like one level below it, and she comes, she comes marching out this room, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, "Hold up!" And she ignites this freaking power bomb that just destroys the walls around you and finds you, and it's like, "Oh my god!" Like, uh, what is this? <laughs> Eve, but I love it. But and, I love it. And, you know, and it was it was hilarious too because like you were definitely at a point where you couldn't take anything from her. She shot you once, and and, imme- <laughs> was... and immediately your little AI was like, "Hey, you need to run." <laughs> oh, they need to this need to bring this to Switch like hardcore. Oh, I love I love Mitch. Honestly, Rampage. honestly, they honestly, I you, here's my here's my prediction for what's going to happen next year for Nintendo. I feel like they're going to open up their GBA library on the eShop. I feel like it because we're clam. As a matter of fact, they can even do us a solid and open up GBA in 3D and in the, in the 3DS line. Through GBA in, in a DS, the entire DS line, so DS and 3DS. Because in all in all seriousness, like 3DS games are basically like DS and a half games. That's mm-hmm. really what they were, you know. So. They, but if they want to, if they want to do it slow, like Nintendo likes to do, like if they open up a GBA library, like they will shut a whole bunch of people up. Like, give me that damn, give me all those damn Super Mario All Stars games. Oh yeah, from the Game Boy Advance, and, and you know I don't care. You can start them in the order they were launched in, which means Super Mario Three was the first game. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Super Mario Two was the first game. Yes. Um, and, you know, and whatever you want to do, or you know, whatever you know, you know, uh, I was. <laughs> The one last thing I will say about this, and we we should, we should probably move on, is um is I had the I had the the card scanner for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, you! I bought I bought so many packs of those Super Mario Brothers cards. <laughs> I can never find that. I've never seen them around here. Do you still have a Game Boy Advance? I will I will give you my game. I will give oh, you. No no, I, no 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 I, no, no, I still no, have no. that card. Re- I saw that card reader. I still have a stack of the freaking Nintendo scanning cards. You better hold on to that for dear life. I don't have. I don't. Have a I, don't, I, don't have a G- I don't have a GBA. So I mean, it doesn't do me any good. It's time for someone to have a garage. Well, we can't do garage uh, garage stores. But GameStop could could. Not, <laughs> Oh, we can't we can't resell Nintendo stuff without Nintendo knowing about it. Let's let's put it that way. <laughs> oh wow! In this time and age, yes. Well, actually, you can. I actually you can. No, no, no. Screw screw that. The moment I haul out the the moment I haul out my my old GameCube and my GameCube games and like I'm selling this, I guarantee you, Nintendo will be like, uh, sir, knock knock no, knock. Nintendo, sir? No, Nintendo boy, he didn't have to say nothing because I would. You want that nine hundred dollars for your likes? You would have that nine hundred dollars <laughs> for your likes. <laughs> I have a, I have the, I have the import version of Soul Calibur, the one, the one that actually has, the one that's just Link on the cover. For the GameCube, I, I, I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I have the import version. You were talking about doing certain things to get nine hundred dollars. Trust me, I will meet you somewhere to do naughty things to get that. <laughs> <laughs> to get that Soul Calibur. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure <laughs> having a meeting of the minds with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, yes, our title for this episode is "Should GameStop Stop Its Business?" Um, the thing about GameStop is that at one time they were on kind of one of the most popular gaming stores at in the era, but now they're kind of changed and their focus. And before we get into that, I just want to give you guys a little bit history of it. Um, in 1984 and ni- to 1994, there was a store called Babbage's. Um, and it kind of uh, traces its roots to there. And I remember going to Babbage's. It was, uh, you know, Babbage's was in the mall. Uh, and later on, it kind of became software, etc. and Funkolin. Um but then I did some different business meetings and everything. Uh, GameStop, you know, officially became the name. And then you started seeing more of those places around. Um, and, like, that's that was a quick thing. So, and Laurent, I kind of want to ask you, like, where did GameStop begin with you? Or I should say, where did you shop at before GameStop? Because I know for me, it was Target or it was Montgomery Wards because I bought Resident Evil for PlayStation um, from Montgomery Wards. Um, but I would get my video games at Target and everything. Before GameStop was a thing, um, it was I, it was uh, I was I'm a military brat. I grew up on military bases, so like we had we had what was called uh, we had what was called the Post Exchange, which basically is like the military bases version of a mall or sh- or a shopping center. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like when um so like. Back and back then, I was getting Atari and and NES games, so I know I just dated myself there. I know I did. Oh, I, oh, I know what you're talking about. I had Atari and Nintendo. I had the old wooden board playing on that TV, seeing <laughs> that blue and yellow. Yeah, Trust, I know. Yeah. yeah, but um, but yeah, a lot of my games came from those stores, and of course Kmart and stuff like that. You know, oh, um, yes. you know, but I actually survived. I actually survived the video game, the video game depression. Because uh, because the the very first system I got was an Atari twenty six hundred, and then like a year or so later, there were no new games for it. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I I had the twenty six hundred, and then we ended up getting the seventy two hundred. So I think I missed the crash. Oh, you got the perf- you got the perfect system. Right, because I wasn't playing them until like eighty five. Yeah, I was jealous of anyone that had a fifty four or seventy two hundred because uh, they they're getting arcade perfect games. Like I had that weak ass twenty six hundred, you know. But the twenty six hundred had some good games, so I yes. will say that I like uh, the twenty six hundred had some good games. Like I, I enjoyed like games like Pitfall, Centipede was great, you know. I had to oh. say it, but I had to say it. But Centipede, Centipede on the Atari twenty six hundred, in my opinion, was better than the Centipede in arcade, in my opinion. Um, oh yes, yeah. Uh, I did play with that ball. There was thing. Oh yeah, there, there was that. But there were certain games. There were certain games on twenty six hundred that I feel like outdid the arcade. That just outperformed the arcade one, in my opinion. It wasn't really those Pac Man, those Pac Man games. You know, Miss Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, Miss Pac Man for the for the for the Atari twenty six hundred was mm-hmm. definitely better than Pac Man was for the Atari twenty six hundred. Uh, um, I got mixed opinions about that one. Because um, they did something wrong with the scaling of the map. Because <laughs> it was too big going yeah. up and down. They did something yeah. wrong with the scaling of the map. As a matter of fact, Pac-Man Jr., when I, when I sit in arcades, like, I, I maybe spend like one quarter on it right now mm-hmm. because it, it really pisses me off. <laughs> See, I, I think so. That... Plus the fact, because he's a mini Pac-Man, those, those, those regular-sized pellets that, that Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man are eating, yeah. 
don't slow them down, but they slow him down when he's eating them. <laughs> yes, I, I know the best pack went to me was when he was like in Lego blocks or Mega blocks. Yeah, he dunked. That was kind of the best one for Jim. Oh, Pac-Man that was a uh, what was it? Was that was that Pac Man? That was called Pac Man Plus. I remember that. Yes, I remember that. And, and, and man, like oh man, those those maps were crazy. I love I, I love them. I actually like the joystick feel of it because it had, yeah. um, it had. I cannot think of that material, but it was like it was smooth but a little bit rough at the same time. It mm-hmm. it just felt good. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, so like that's pretty much my run. Like, of course, Montgomery Wars, J.C. Penney's, places like that that would sell those, you know. But the problem was, uh, the problem was back when I was in the game, back when my parents were buying games for me, it was cartridges, and cartridges were starting to get expensive. So it was one of those things where, it was one of those things where, like, you know, like you had to be freaking, you had to be freaking out, out, outstanding, you know, like mm-hmm. you had to be doing great in school and stuff like that to justify them paying for one of those expensive ass cartridges because back then fifty dollars for a cartridge was expensive. Bless my mom working at Abbott and bless my dad working for the city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't have, I didn't have like the biggest library of games because, um, because like I said, I like I said, I I survived the the games depression. So like, like Atari. Atari went on his way out the door in like in like late '83. Mm-hmm. Um, my family, my dad got orders to Germany, so we were in Germany from from '84 to '80 to '87, almost '88. Oh, when, when we got back, when we got back to the states, the NES was 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 becoming a thing over here in the states. The NES had been out for a while as a Famicom, but uh, but it was it was it was picking up momentum in the United States. And so I remember being over at some buddy's house and for the first time playing freaking Super Mario Brothers. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Oh man, this is great!" And you know, like uh, it was like, "Oh, you think that's something like the like the like the cartridge had two games on it? It was, uh, it was Mario and, and Duck Hunt." Duck Hunt, yeah. And I was like, "Oh man!" And you know, so you know, next thing you know, I went home and I was like, "Hey, hey. I was over at so and so's house, and um, he had this video game system called a Nintendo." And, and of course, my mom's like, "What's a Nintendo?" You know, you, you know, you know how black moms are. <laughs> yeah. Something that something sounds weird and sounds like a funky pronunciation. The first thing I was gonna say is, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> Which is funny because my mom, she had the Atari and, and everything. She she was a gamer before I was, uh-huh. and she had the Mario Brothers on Atari before I, the yes. Nintendo one. So and I actually, got actually, actually the Mario. No, I, I take it back. No, the Mario on seventy two hundred was 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 the shit because like it was arcade perfect. Yeah, and and that's what I was just like, oh, because I this is the first time this might actually show up in one of the quiz shows that I never thought that Nintendo made a game outside of their first console. To you know, Nintendo making a game for Atari, that's crazy. Nintendo, well, I don't and think, Super Mario Brothers. I don't think. I don't think. Nintendo had finalized a video game system for themselves yet. Like they were still oh. doing, they were still doing the coin op ar- arcade machines and stuff like that. And ar- yes. Atari, Atari and ColecoVision were the first one. Atari and ColecoVision were the first ones to be really mainstream. I, I say that, and I know people are going to say you're discounting um, the Intellivision and stuff like that. But the Intellivision, I think the best thing the Intellivision had was Tron. I think. Um, uh I, I want to say that I mean, Intellivision had a really interesting controller. It looked like a freaking, it looked like a freaking phone, you know, because it had it had, the, the number, the it had the number keys with the dial and stuff like yeah. that, it, you know. But um, but I feel like I feel like of all the games I remember playing on the um on the Intellivision, I only remember enjoying the Tron game on that, and it wasn't even the same Tron game that we played in arcades with the freaking with the freaking uh, uh, it wasn't the rollerball on that one. It was actually a joystick, but it was more like a knob stick, you know. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, because the the laser cycle part, and then you know, like, oh, we'll see. Like, I grew up in arcades back in the day. I I, I grew I grew up in arcades, and you know, like, I was one of those people. Like, I stayed in an arcade until like the very last one closed down, like in the area that I live in now. And um and we've had some revivals like like um like like someone has um someone owns a putt uh well he used to own a putt putt golfing games uh-huh. and then um and he and he actually made his own mini golf place after he sold the putt putt business because I, I don't I don't really think putt putt's a thing anymore, um mm-hmm. yeah but um but yeah so I still I still when I ever find a place that has like a whole bunch of arcade cabinets I at least I I'm I'm known to at least waste a good hour up in there. If you ever come to Chicago, I'm taking you to Galloping Ghosts. Oh boy, where it's you get it? I think it's twenty dollars now. It's twenty dollars, and you can spend a whole day there playing free arcade games. Oh man, nice. Yeah, um, yeah, we've got. Well, right before right before the pandemic happened, like I discovered a place in downtown Norfolk. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but I actually have I, I have like three of their three of their preloaded cards. Like, like because um, I, me and some friends who discovered it and we bought this stuff. And of course, like you know, like I'm up in there, like I'm I'm having the time of my life. I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing, I'm playing Dance Dance Revolution. I'm playing freaking freaking Ghouls and Ghosts. I'm playing all <sighs> I'm playing all the stuff. And everybody's like, "Are you having fun?" I'm like, I'm like, "Yes, you're yes. not." Marvel versus Capcom. I was like, "Oh, give me!" Oh. <laughs> so, I, I, so at the end of the night, at the end of the night, everybody gave me what was left over in the card. So I, I think I still have like fifty dollars for credit. You know, that oh. once I go, hopefully the place will reopen after pandemic. Maybe they're open now because I mean they're like a giant sports. As a matter of fact, this is what Dave and Buster should be. In all in all honesty, it should be these type of games, not them little rinky dink like freaking you know like deal or no deal, and you know like all these ticket games and stuff right. like that. You know, apparently that's adult stuff. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm that kid that became an adult. That this was the stuff you did when you were a kid. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Give me that Carnot from Data East. Give me that uh, Cumbertrides from yeah. Trade West. Like, yeah. give me that. Give me that weird Japanese game that don't really have a title, but yet it's still in the back corner of the, uh, of the thing that's the 25 cent stuff that nobody play. And you play and you play and it's like the best game that you play. Because, man, the arcade scene, that's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's a whole optional thing to be like, man, if y'all don't know the arcade scene and why games that's a collection, even when you go to GameStop and you buy arcade game style, uh, stuff right there that it's just like you guys got to understand why we older people who were grown up in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. cherish gaming in a different way that it is now uh-huh. in a sense so um, but yeah let's get back to the <laughs> this is yeah. optional opinion we always get off a topic when in my guess we can have one topic and have a whole different show and be like yep. oh, okay that's the show um, well uh when did you start shopping at GameStop? Because I didn't stop shopping there like until I got I mentioned to you this early until I kind of got my PS2 and my um well actually no my PS1 and then my PS2 and my Xbox um that's when I, I started shopping there. I didn't notice I didn't notice software etc until after the PS1 was out. So like I was in the military by then. So um let me see I want to say. I want to say right after, um, uh, in the nine in 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 the um in the early nineties. I want to say mm-hmm. ninety ninety three ninety four. Uh, uh, I, that's when I first started noticing, and, and um, they were they're called software etceteras, 
or they were actually called GameStops. But they're little they're little kiosks hanging out in the middle of the mall, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know, it was like it was, and actually GameStop started buying up all those buy those 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 uh, those new and used uh, game kiosks because that was yeah. the thing. Like you know, they and they, in my opinion, I feel like they stole the idea from those people who were just trying to make a, you know who were trying to make a business off of like a used games a used games like basically basically. GameStop has a th- has a lot of credit to thank for like vintage game vendors. They they yes. do. They 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 owe them they owe they owe that. And you know, of course, they try to put every single one of them out of business. You know, but you know, at the same time, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I remember Software Etc. That's where I was buying the Genesis games because they were like nineteen ninety nine. Like nobody was buying them, um, and I ended up getting like a WWE wrestler game for Super Nintendo for like twenty bucks or so, and. Software etc. was the only place selling Turbo Graphics games, so mm-hmm. I had to go there to buy it. If mm-hmm. not, I was downstairs in the mall at KB Toy Store, and that's what I should have. I wish I would have brought Snatcher instead of Rama Half for the Super Nintendo. Oh yes, you just yeah, you screwed up. <laughs> but and and because the thing about this, I we didn't me and my brother we didn't have a Sega CD, but Konami yeah. back I in had. the day in the nineties, yeah, Konami was my was my company to go to. If it wasn't Nintendo, it was Konami or Capcom. Who was my favorite? I back in those days, back in those days, it's it's because I had a Sega CD. As a matter of fact, I was a hardcore Sega person. I was more I was more Sega than Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's funny because like, even though like I started with Atari, like I feel like I cut my teeth. Like Nintendo is part of my gaming DNA, but um. But as I grew up and, and things like that, like Nintendo didn't grow up with me at the same yeah. time. So, so like I grew out of Nintendo. Like I, I mean, I have a Nintendo Switch, and I, I, I definitely appreciate Nintendo systems. I can't say I appreciate this, the Wii U. <laughs> I don't. I, I just don't understand that. Like, and that's that's a discussion for another, another time. But uh, but yeah, but I mean, you know, um. Uh, I definitely had like a lot of a lot of the Sega uh, from the Sega Genesis all the way through all the way through the Dreamcast. I had every major Sega system. So I had so just think about that. I had the Sega Genesis. I had the original Sega CD. Then I had the Sega CDX, which was the portable version of a Sega mm-hmm. Genesis Sega CD. Then I had the 32X. Then I had then I got the Saturn. Then I got the Dreamcast. And then there was no more Sega. <laughs> yeah, I we jumped from. The Sega Genesis to the Dreamcast. My brother didn't get, didn't know nothing about the Saturn, and um, I know it was like four hundred some dollars. I think when it came out, Saturn. The Sat- yeah, the, Sat- the Saturn was three hundred. Uh, was the Saturn was three hundred? They they couldn't, they they tr- they could not. Tr- no, oh no, it was six hundred because it was when they remember at E three. Uh, it was six hundred dollars. Yes, because Sega announced it at E three. And dropped it out of nowhere, and then they ended up dropping the price. Like at while people was at E3, and they were just like, "Oh yeah." But it originally, that's... it originally, it, it originally MSRP for four hundred. It was three ninety nine. Oh. It was three ninety nine because, but they immediately dropped that because, like, because people were people were like, uh, "I'm not paying four hundred dollars for a system when the PlayStation One cost two hundred. Oh shoot! <laughs> Everybody, yeah. well, shoot! SNK the Neo Geo was six hundred, and games was two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? But you know what? Somebody said about that though, because um, because up until that point, up until that point, like, no, nobody could, nobody could boast that those that their games were the exact same as the arcade. 
they could not do that because they actually took the cabinet, shrunk it down to that Neo Geo machine, mm -hmm. and you know nobody, nobody, you know, even though it was a pain in the ass having to pay for those games, nobody complained that they spent the money on those games. Well, no, because uh, no one in my area bought that. They would buy a, <laughs> they would buy a three duo. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, the only, the only game that was good for the three DO was Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two. That is true. Yeah. That was the only game. But then they came out. I mean, the, the, the alien, and, may, and maybe the Alien vs. Predator game, but that's a stretch. <laughs> a, a big stretch. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of our like little history and um, the way that GameStop definitely with GameCube and PS2 and Xbox in that area. I think that's when they became the place to go to. Game um, uh, GameStop, in my opinion, got popular. In the PS One, in the PS One, and uh, and PS One, Nintendo sixty four, and Game Boy era. Oh, that's really? that's when that. Well, I, I'm I'm serious because okay, number one, like a lot of, uh, and this is the ex military guy in me talking. Like mm -hmm. I I you know I grew up on military bases as a, as a military brat, and I joined the military, so I was always stationed on military bases and stuff like that. There was always a GameStop really close to a base, no matter where I was at. And so, and the number one, the number one seller, as a matter of fact, a buddy of mine who still works for GameStop, as a matter of fact, he was my former manager. He was, he was who trained me when I started working for the company and stuff. Uh, the number one commodity for any GameStop store, especially if it's by the base, is portable games. Oh, yeah. It's portable games. The reason why soldiers deploy and stuff like that. You can't take a whole. You can't take a whole ass five hundred dollar PS Five with you, but you can. But you can take a, a three hundred dollar Nintendo Switch. You know, and 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 uh, where's my where's where's my where's my thing at? Uh, here it is. And, and and this little case of games that holds twenty four games. You can, you can take your entire video game library with you. That or you could take a uh, Altoid case and put like about twenty six <laughs> DS yep. games in that bug. Be like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So um. So yeah. GameStop. GameStop basically got popular off of PS One. Um. Well, GameStop has hate. GameStop had his has ground roots set in PS One, Game Boy, um, and uh, and Nintendo sixty four games. I remember. I remember inventorying and man, PS One games. There's so many damn PS One games hit the inventory. Oh my god. And 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 that's and that's that's. That's the new end to use games. It's like Jesus Christ. We got we have two thousand titles here. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's where I got my copy of Final Fantasy VII. Like, um, I was I start when I started getting to buying used games. I didn't. The thing with PS One is that I would use my birthday money because I didn't have a job that at that time. I didn't start working until like. September of 2009 so when I was able to get my own job I was able to buy a lot of games from GameStop yeah. and most of that was when it, it was always like this I would never I would buy some used third party for Nintendo but uh, for GameCube but my Xbox and my PS2 was all used games besides like Final Fantasy no besides Dragon Quest 8 and some Sony first party games Anything else was always used. When it came to Nintendo, I was paying the fifty bucks for games. You, you know, you know. It took me a long time. To, it took me a long time to actually start buying used games. I don't. I don't know what my. I don't know what was my deterrent from buying. Actually, my deterrent was like because I had a PS One. I had a PS One system. 
Mm-hmm. My deterrent for buying used games is the fact that I couldn't I couldn't run the risk of having a scratched up disc. Um, you know, um, it was it was one of those things. So you know, like I I shied away from used stuff unless it was cartridge stuff. So Game Boy games, yeah, I'd buy those used. You know, uh, because uh, because back then GameStop was cool of letting you bring your Game Boy in real fast and like you know like popping popping the game in real fast to make sure yeah. that, it, that it worked. Uh, they weren't giving you that same that same leisure with 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 PS One games, you know, because like they'd have to open up their their kiosk and put the system put the game in the system and stuff like that. You know, that was something they weren't they weren't cool with and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, but honestly, yeah, it was in those times that GameStop started getting its 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 reputation and stuff like that. It was starting to get its good reputation as a place for gamers. Yeah, um, because. In a way, go moving on, you know, GameStop became the new garage sale. Um, they were selling a variety. <laughs> of, they were they were selling a variety of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they ended up offering like their uh, membership card. Um, the, you was able EGM to buy card. the EGM yeah. card, and then it eventually became the gamer card. Yes, like um, Game Informer, uh, EGM Two, which became a different name later on. Um, and then at the point they were selling movies, um, and of course they did. They had pre-orders and sales. But I remember at the time during the GameCube era, I brought um, I brought Prince of Persia, and I got Splinter Cell for free for GameCube. And you bought you bought Sands of Time. Yes, the first okay. Sands of Time. I brought that for uh, GameCube. Because that was the only deal they was doing it for, and you know I didn't really like Splinter Cell because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But like playing Prince of Persia, getting that deal, I, and I only traded in at that time when I did it. I traded in like four movies, uh, and that's the only time I have oh, ever yeah, traded anything. That's that's right. They had a buy sell trade market for D, for Blu-ray for DVDs too. I I forgot about that. Yeah. So the trade in, like the used game market, became started to become a little bit popular and everything. And when people knew about that system and everything, um, they, I won't, I won't say they took advantage of it, but I think people were just like doing this kind of system. I would be able to have a good budget of getting my yeah. new games for. Oh, nobody was thinking about collecting games oh, yeah, during yeah. that time. Um, and like, I, my first pre-order for GameStop was, I think Metro. No, that was Sam Goody for Metro Prime. It was Okami for PlayStation Two. Jeez. That was my first pre-order. That was the very first game you pre-ordered. Yes, because the second one was Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii. Mm. I pre-ordered so many games. I can't remember what the first game I ever put them put a reservation on down on. I can't remember. I want to say it was on a PlayStation Two game, but I'm not sure what it was. Yeah, I I remember when GameStop had the PlayStation Two sister release, um, and I think this is when they were started having shortages. And yeah, their uh, but their launch titles was not good. People were just like, oh, yeah, yes. it's a PS2 had a bad launch, but we're not here to talk about that. I mean, <laughs> I think the best launch, I think the best launch title for for the PS2 that I had was a uh, freaking um um what was it? Um Best Division? No, 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 no. Um sh- crap, what was it? Uh, I think the best I the best game I remember was SSX. 
That was the best one. I yes. played that. I played that game to death. Yes. Oh, oh. I th- we're gonna have a discussion uh, about. Uh, I think you did one, Leron, about best launch uh, game. Uh, probably. Cause I don't know if you did it for like for PlayStation, the best launch things for PlayStation. We kind of we kind of talked about it on Crossroads, but we didn't we didn't get we didn't get right down to the nitty gritty of it. Well, side tangent. What was the best launch series of a console? What was the best? Uh, good question. Because I wonder, I wonder. I'm like, is it Super Nintendo? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not. I crap. I'm not. I'm not sure. Actually, I may have. Yeah, I would have to. We're gonna come back to this one later day because I want to research it because I know. I feel like PlayStation 4 had a really, really good, strong launch. Mm-hmm. You know, like Resogun, Killzone, Shadowfall. Like, they had some strong, even though they had a lot of, you know, ports and stuff. That that Resogun and that in Kill, uh, Killzone, like, they, Sony came out strong, snapping. I will give them to that. Uh, I got to think of GameCube. I don't know where theirs is. Because Luigi's Mansion came out before... Super Mario Sunshine. Is that true? I thought I thought Luigi Mansion was after Sunshine. Nope. Mansion okay. came first. Oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with the Nintendo person. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, look, I'm trying to go off of memory with that. But yeah, like GameStop was kind of that new garage thing, and then, like we mentioned earlier, there they made their money off of used games, and how it worked is that people would buy the game out. You know, we'll buy the flat-out game, the original release, and then go in and trade it, receive less money, and then they will uh, resell it for maybe $5 more mm-hmm. or $5 less. Um, and what happens is when people bought the used games, they get their full payment and not the developer or publisher. Um, so, you know, the store is filled with new and used games, um, used products like iPods and... Um, peripherals, uh, Actually, the, I, like the iPod stuff was after my time because um, I worked for GameStop. From two, I worked for, for EB Games and then GameStop from 2002, 2003 to 2010. And, uh, and the next time I walked to a GameStop after I, after I was no longer working for them, like, it was, mm. it was a completely different... It was, it was like, man, like, y'all are selling... Y'all are selling like mobile devices and stuff like this, and you know I'm like, yeah. oh, I thought I thought you guys were GameStop. What? You, you guys are turning into Radio Shack. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, and uh, yeah, because they uh for their used games they had credit. Uh, and then this is where you would start seeing all the bins of games and accessories, like kind of the not wanted slash um about content slash garbage games and the like their pricing structure that I mentioned earlier Um, and you kind of seen a lot of it in the GameCube PS2 and Xbox era um, that Nintendo would have a small section and they still do to this very day but Xbox and PlayStation would be like half of the whole store okay as a former manager at GameStop um, basically what I can tell you is, um, honestly, it's because Nintendo didn't have a, proportionally speaking, Nintendo didn't have the amount of titles that 
Sony and Microsoft had. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, um, I worked from I worked I worked at I worked at EB Games from I worked at EB Games and GameStop during the PS One, PS Two, and PS Three era. Um, and I can say this like it fluctuated which one of the two had like the bigger library. I want to say the Xbox 360 had a bigger library at one point than, than PS2 had. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, well, I'm sorry, Xbox, the Xbox One library actually, okay, PlayStation 2 had a bigger library than Xbox, yes. but Xbox 360 had a bigger library than PS3, uh, PS2. Yes, and then X, and then Xbox, and then Xbox One and PS. Oh wait, wait, wait. How am I confusing like the time of the consoles? PS2, PS2, so PS2, and, PS2 and Xbox were the rivals. Yes, and PS, GameCube. PS3 and Xbox 360 were the rivals. Okay, right. And okay, then so we I, came, and then we came along, and then by time. Xbox One and PS4 was about to drop. Wii U was already because they did Wii and then they went to Wii U. PS4 for, and Xbox One was about to drop, but Wii U was about to end. Proportionately speaking, Nintendo's always had a smaller library than the other mm-hmm. two systems, and I'm just the other two systems individually, not the other two systems combined. Yeah, Nintendo. Nintendo had a smaller library until, unless it was the handhelds. Yes. Unless it was the handhelds, I mean, like my God, Game Boy Advance games, like man, there was like a million of those damn things. All you know, <laughs> and, and we had the hardest time, like like keeping cabinet space for Game Boy Advance games and Game Boy games than we did than we did for actual disc based game systems. Which, you know? which is funny because the Phoenix Wright series didn't get popular into that game in the in the twenty dollar bin at GameStop. Yeah, yeah. and I. It may have been me, but I bought Phoenix Wright, and within a month that I brought it, they shot the price up. But here's, another, got but here's another thing, though. Here's another thing, though. Like, um, like, like, as far as the used games market goes, we didn't always get a lot of trade-ins for game for for Nintendo stuff. We mm-hmm. didn't. Um, uh, Nintendo, Nintendo fan, N- Nintendo gamers are they? I'm not gonna say they're hoarders, but they're collectors. Like yeah. usually, like usually, usually they get a Nintendo title. Like if someone normally, when someone trades in a Nintendo title, it's always a Nintendo title that has a high trade in value. I mean, I mean, my God, like, like some people would come in, they would trade, they would trade, like, okay, like I remember, like this guy came in, he traded in his Nintendo sixty four stuff, um, and he was trading, like, he was trading like some heavy hitters, he was trading like Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and stuff, and man. He walked out there. He walked out there with a, with a PS2, and it was like a whole PS2 system from his trade-ins, uh, like uh, some peripherals and stuff, and a couple of games, and all because like he held on to those 64 games until the last possible minute before, before GameStop basically depreciated them down to like a penny <laughs> for trade-ins. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it because uh, I even had to, I even had to call somebody. I was like, hey, this guy just brought in his, this guy just brought in his 64. And twenty some odd games, and you're not gonna believe what he just walked out the door with. <laughs> he walked out of here with a whole PS2 and a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> and, and, then, I think, and I think he only wound up paying like forty dollars cash out of his pocket. <laughs> oh wow! And the thing about this is that when people did that, they always been trying to get those games back for Nintendo and can't. And and yeah, you know what? And here's the other thing. And and you know. I always say this. I always say this. Like us gamers, we're our own worst enemies because, like, mm-hmm. 
we put we put a lot of companies up on pedestals. We are the reason why Nintendo titles are like I like I'm crying about the fact that I bought Fire Emblem last month and then after holding out for over a year for the game, I was like I refuse to spend 60 bucks for this game. Uh you know like but you know like I was talked into it, you know, I am I am not regretting it, but I am crying about the fact that 2 weeks later after after go, doing all this back and forth about about paying sixty bucks for a game that's over a year old, mm-hmm. that damn thing—they had a damn nerve to drop that down to 50, half off for, for for a holiday sale. It wasn't even a holiday sale. It wasn't. It, it was after Thanksgiving. It wasn't even it exactly. Wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't even a Thanksgiving sale. And, I, and I'm like, man, I bought this game two weeks ago, and I looked at my receipt because I was I was definitely about to like run run back up to Best Buy and be like, hey, like I need to I need to get my money. <laughs> <laughs> I need this price change right now. I could I could actually tell you I didn't enjoy I didn't there was nothing Black Friday wise really to get this year. No, but you know it, it's because of pandemic. Pandemic. Uh, the pandemic is screwing up a lot of things. Like Best Buy mm-hmm. has a Best Buy's having a buy two get one free sale right now, and I'm and I just got Cyberpunk, so I'm trying not to run up in there and get get uh get Sackboy and uh and and Call of Duty Black Ops, uh and, and just to get a free game. <laughs> <laughs> right, because. I think the only game that I need, well, the so Doom Eternal for Switch. Um, You're actually gonna get it. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not gonna get it to like a little bit later because uh, mm-hmm. I need to get Immortals: Phoenix Rising. I need to get Yakuza: Like a Dragon. Um, I'm gonna get those three, and then I should be done. Um, you're getting I Yakuza. Need to pick... You're getting Yakuza for Xbox. Because I think that's the only system is available on right now. I unless it's on PS4. It's on PS4. Remember. It's on PS4. Yeah. Okay, because yep. I know it's back compatible with PS5, but the PS5 edition is not out yet. So I'm probably just, uh, I'm probably okay. so. You know what? I will say this. You know what? I, I think will... I I think I'm gonna skip it for Xbox then because I have the Yakuza. I've already pl- always played on PlayStation, and I feel like that's a, you it's more about... at home. It's more at home on PlayStation. Yes, yeah. like I'm committed to Sony when it comes to the Yakuza game. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that we didn't get one or two on Wii U. Dang you, Sega! It would have sold, but. Um, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna wait it out. Um, and once more PlayStation get into stores, like to actually buy, I think I'm gonna get it for that system. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could have it as my collection. Um, because it, for some reason, it's like when I, there's some series like the Prince of Persia series. I jumped around, mm-hmm. so I did Prince of Persia since the time on GameCube, but only could do worse within in the third game on Xbox because I could never find the GameCube version. Uh huh. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much that's that's pretty much the long and short of that. Yeah, GameStop. GameStop did become. I like how you. I like how you tell that GameStop did become like the new garage sale, basically. I mean, and you know, and the sad part is, you know, like they're not that it was a corporate policy, but there was just like an there was just like a there was just like a culture with how like they hired people to sell the games out of the stores and stuff like that. Um, the one thing I had a problem with back when I was working there is they had a dress code. It was like, we had to dress like damn used car salesmen to sell, sell freaking video games. And huh? you know, uh, yeah, okay, see, see, you walk into a GameStop now and people are wearing basically street clothes and maybe yeah. like some type of gamer branding on them or stuff like that. But back when I was working there, we had to dress up, we had to dress up in dress pants and, and nice shoes and stuff. And you know, and you know, I'm, I'm so, and I always questioned that. Like, I always questioned that. I was like, why are we dressed up like this to sell toys that's really what we're selling why are we dressed up like this to sell toys 
and you know, it wasn't until it wasn't until like two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Um, that um, they've been they've been doing a lot of customer feedback. They're trying to get you know they're trying to figure out ways to rebrand themselves because GameStop mm-hmm. wound up in trouble in like the in like the mid two thousands. Uh, GameStop found themselves in some hot water with a lot of business practices and stuff, and I'm pretty sure we're gonna get to that real soon. Uh, but um, so they were trying to find ways to like change the image and stuff. And the number one thing that the number one thing that moms mom said that were pulled is like. Why are y'all so dressed up? Uh, it, it, it's intimidating to come into a store and see someone dressed in the nines just to sell us a video game. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And then immediately after that, immediately after that, because I, I was a store manager at that point, immediately after that, um, we, went to a, we went to a conference and, and they told us, they told us, to, they told us to, to dress casual. And by dress casual, they meant like wear jeans and stuff like that to the conference and stuff. And then so you know, like we're out there at the conference and stuff, and we're like, hey, like we got we got some new exciting news to tell you guys. Um, like like what you guys are wearing right now, that's the new dress code. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Uh. So so yes, and it, you know, and it was one of those things. Like you know, GameStop had this GameStop has this weird culture. I don't you know, in, in all seriousness, like I did. The way the way that the, the way the customer said like it felt like we were snobs coming in mm-hmm. when they were coming into us. I, that's kind of the way I felt. I'm like, why are we why are we acting all high and mighty when we when ultimately we're asking them for their money anyway? Exactly. You know, it. it I was never I was never intimidated. Uh, I was never focused on their dress code because man, Jason Finney dress code. I was just like, uh, why am I dressed up to the nines and I'm behind the desk? Yeah, my feet are hurting on this big floor. <laughs> like you kind of want to wear something comfortable, and that that GameStop, right. yep. you want to be comfortable because the stores weren't always big unless it was a store that was mm-hmm. by itself. Yeah, you know, it, it it didn't make no sense that you got to climb ladders with some dress shoes on. Like this is I, not pay less. I mean, right? I mean, I mean, come on, like you're walking, like like as a customer, you're walking in. These people are dre- these people are dressed up like they, these people are dressed up like they're about to sell you jewelry. Yes. <laughs> Not that serious. <laughs> yeah. uh, I will say one of the bad things that happened to GameStop um, when it comes to used games was the Madden games. Like, mm. that may mm. be the most trade in game every year. Well, that's that's because that's because sports game sports gaming and sports gamers are its own culture and that and they're the reason why we have esports now they're, they're the reason why we have that you know mm-hmm. uh and, and but the sad part is is that um yes it's literally millions of copies of like madden and, and other sports games and stuff like that because because ea ea managed to, ea managed to get a very good franchise on like sporting games and stuff like that and uh and you know like the same way people watch sporting events is the same way they play sporting events. So it's really easy to grab a copy of the game, do your thing, you know, and when the new game comes out, trade it in, you know. Yeah, but I think the thing what happened is, is that when, when, like you mentioned earlier, when a game, when a lot of copies got traded in, mm-hmm. the value depreciates. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I spent fifty dollars. Why I'm only getting twenty five cent for this game because it's ten cent in the bin. Because because sports games are a dime a dozen. I'm like you know you know is your is is Madden is Madden a Super Mario Sunshine? No, mm. it's not. 
which, which everybody would like. Like I, we couldn't understand why Nintendo games was still only five dollars cheaper used, and then you see like um, Mac from Sony that's like four ninety nine. Uh, a damn good game, by the way. I mean, shit. That was one of the that was one of the first games that that was one of the first games that helped show off what the PS2 was all about. A hundred players, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I I never played Mac, but I was, I I kind of was interested. I forgot who made that game. I forgot. I forget too. But um, but I but shoot, like games like Mag, like uh, like like Black. Oh my God. Oh my goodness! I have that for Xbox One still. I still got my copy of Black. Great sound of hearing that game in your sound system. Yeah. Beautiful, the guns and everything. Mm-hmm. The story was wacko. I'm like, what in the world is going on? And then you give us this cliffhanger ending. It's just like we ran out of it's it's home world for a PS3 and 360, mm-hmm. where it feels like you're about to get into it and then it just stops. Yep. Like, wait, wait like, wait, what the world happened? I did hate that. I did hate that final level. That boss. yeah. GameStop wound up having a problem though with its used games uh, market, and and it, and it started to give the customers fatigue. Though I will say that as both a, a former employee of GameStop at the time, as well as a customer in GameStop, because I was a customer about as long. Actually, I was a customer longer than I was an employee at GameStop, mm-hmm. but I was but I was definitely a customer and an employee at, at GameStop at the same time. And uh, and and to 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 use a loose term, we were get as as gamers, we were getting sick of GameStop shit. We were, we were like just like how you mentioned, like with the whole with the whole Madden thing. It got mm-hmm. worse because, like for example, um, let's think of a really let's think of a really hot game that came out back in the day. Uh, let's Grand say Theft Auto Three. Okay, GTA. Okay, first, oh, you know what? Grand Theft Auto Three is what honestly catapulted GameStop's culture of reserving games and midnight releases. GTA Three was the game. Where, where, where that started the whole midnight release thing, mm-hmm. um, and that's because, and that's because GameStop wound up getting, you know, partnering up with the with the company with the with the del- developers and the publishers and stuff like that. Yes. and you know, like when when GameStop realized that their bottom line was also impacted by how quickly they could sell a game, the midnight release, you know, trend started happening, and 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 crazy story. I lost my job at GameStop because of midnight releases. <gasps> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, but anyway, I, I'll get to that story. I'll get to that story. But um, but uh, but yeah, Grand Theft Auto Three was the was the was the ultimate launch kickoff for midnight mm-hmm. releases. I remember, I remember, um, I remember I was um because um I I left EB Games. And had small transition, and then was and then was at working for GameStop a few months later. Uh, as a matter of fact, I got recruited by GameStop after, after they found out I was no longer with EB Games. Uh, but um, but so um, so I remember I remember going. I remember I was in the mall, and um, and I was never like, why are there all these people? It's like eight thirty at night. I'm like, why are all these people like hanging out in front of freaking EB Games? So I just like walked in the store, and my old boss, his name's Greg. Uh, I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, you didn't know? I was like, no, what? Like, Grand Theft Auto 3 is coming out. I was like, yeah, I know that's coming out. Like, yeah, we're having a midnight release. I was like, a what? (laughs) 
He's like, yeah, if you want to pick up the game, I was like, oh no, I don't need to hang out in the mall till till after midnight for a game. I'll I'll I'll, talk, I'll see you tomorrow morning at ten o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, GTA Three was. I, I'm pretty sure there may have been other midnight releases before that, but they were really small, you know. Um, because in in my time at, at GameStop, there was there was midnight. We've had midnight releases for a lot of games. Uh, we've had midnight releases for Madden, of course. We've had midnight releases for for Final Fantasy games. We've had midnight releases for 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 Super Mario games, stuff like that. So yeah, but GTA Three was what started the mid. It was is what cemented the midnight release craze, and and it even got easier if if you had if you had GameStop stores that weren't attached to malls. Because the mm-hmm. problem the problems with GameStop stores attached to malls is that you had to follow the mall rules. Sometimes the mall didn't want people in the, in, in the mall after nine after nine ten o'clock at night. Right. Yeah. So like stores like stores that that had their own like like entryways, you know, or actually were inside strip malls and stuff where they controlled their own hours and they weren't dictated by like what the landlord said, you know, like midnight releases were an easier thing. Um. And uh and but but that also caused a problem with the used games market because people were when you learn that when you learn that games that you that you have when you learn that something you have becomes a new form of currency uh-huh. like it becomes really easy it, it becomes really easy to save a buck it does you know and like and like like i said that with that guy that traded in his nintendo 64 games and bought a whole new system you know <laughs> just from nintendo 64 games you know that's that's a thing but ultimately what happens is as as old games from old systems phase out, you have all this backlog of property that you can't no longer move and stuff like that. And so, like, yeah, you wound up with 500 copies of Madden 98, you know, stuff like that. You know, um, there was that problem. Um, and then, um, and yeah, store credit, you know, that's a cool thing, actually. You know, like, okay, like, trade, like, basically, GameStop, GameStop became. GameStop didn't. I'm sure GameStop didn't put out to be this way, but GameStop wound up becoming like an electronics hoarder. You know, yeah. you know, it, you know, they were they were becoming they were literally becoming a pawn shop because you know, yeah. you come in, you come in with a stack, you come in with a stack of CDs, you come in with a stack of Game Boy games, you come in with a stack of whatever. You know, you trade those in and stuff like that. If you don't have something, if you don't have something you want to spend on it right now, they'll just give you they'll just give you a, a voucher, and or they'll load them up with an ETM card, and you know, hey, this is your store credit. You know. You know, and there you go. Like, spend it next time you come back in here and stuff like that, or bank it. And you know, like, hey, you can buy your next video game system, stuff like that. You know, things like that. And you know, um, so yeah. So, <laughs> and then of course, there's the whole phenomenon with used accessories. That is the one. That's the one place I feel like GameStop has probably lost the most money at because, like, you can't always trust a used accessory. Like you know, if you come in, if you come in, like say you come in with one of them damn Mad Cats PS2 controllers. Oh wow! You plug it up, you test it on a system, it seems fine. You go ahead and you give the person. Let's say, let's say, the, let's say the, the Mad Cats controller. Let's say those sixty dollars Mad Cat controllers, like the really good ones, the ones yeah. that are like are like control controllers, not not joysticks controllers. Yeah. Uh, say one of those really good sixty dollars Mad Cats controllers, like you know, might get you. And you know what, I, I'm. I'm saying this, and this number's gonna sound outrageous, but this is how it is sometimes. Like that six dollar Mad Cat controller probably got you like thirteen bucks trade in. Yeah. And then we resell it to somebody for twenty seven dollars. Two days later, they come back in with a receipt. Hey, this isn't working. <laughs> 
but we but we did test it when when someone traded in and seemed fine for us. Like we don't have hours to sit there and test a game, test a test a controller, you yeah. know, to make sure it works right. We don't have hours to sit there and we don't we can't just sit there and play like the first disc of Final Fantasy VII just to make sure the PS just to make sure the PlayStation doesn't start skipping because it's overheating. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the thing about it. You couldn't. You wouldn't know because I think at one time it was like a policy thing that if it was faulty, uh, because you had to use your car in order to return it at yeah. one time. And if your thing was faulty and they had your information, they would call you back to the store to come pick it up and you have to refund. Okay, That's yeah. At, at any of the stores I at any of the stores I worked at, because I worked at quite a few stores, we never did that. But I know that was a policy for some stores. It all, I think it all depended on the, it was a, a regional thing, or was depending on what the district or area manager said. Yeah, and, and my I'm kind of glad that the area that I worked in didn't enforce that rule because I would have had I would have had a hard time carrying that rule out. Because in all seriousness, I'm sorry, I'm I'm like first of all, I don't get paid enough, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me to go on the phone, call somebody, and get cursed out. <laughs> What you mean that? Because I, cause I didn't know. I don't know what the if they didn't return it, would they block them for used sales, or would they do something oh, yeah, with yeah, their yeah. card? Yeah, GameStop, games, games. Some GameStop stores would blackball people from trade-ins. Um, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the only time, the only time, like any stores I worked at, would blackball someone from trade-ins is if that person was a hostile customer. You know, like they just, they just, they just want to come in and just, just mistreat people. You know, stuff like that. Then we could deny, we could deny them trade-ins, and we well, all the way up to actual sales of games. Like, we, you know, like of course, like you know, like de- denying them a sale of a game was like the last, the last, last thing because you know. Corporations, you know, what did George Bush say? Corporations are people. No, no, Mitt Romney said that. Corporations yeah. are people. And guess what? Like, like these companies act like that because of capitalism. You know, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you know, like, hey, like, make sure, make sure you're getting that buck. You know, that's and that's also why you had a tax rate. So you ever, you remember, you remember walking in, buying, buying a PS, buy a PS, buy a PS2 game, and and being asked if you want to like, yeah, subscribe to the magazine. Yes. And did you want to get a two dollar protection plan on your game? Yes. And did you need an extra controller or yes. memory card? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was always. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a sales term. Always be closing. But yeah, GameStop. <laughs> oh, we did it at toys that we would try to add stuff, you know. Yeah. With it. But it was just like it wasn't used stuff. It was all brand new that we were just trying to be like we're trying to save you the time from going to different places because like you're gonna need this. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need when when that, when Grand Theft Auto Five came out for 360, we were just like ever like, well, what if I get the four gig um, Xbox 360 and Grand Theft Auto Five? I was just like you would even have a chance to put the disc in. Yeah, for real. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just one of those, it's just one of those things, and um and um and it took me a while to get out of that because um because like a lot of times us trying a lot of the a lot of the good sales uh, sales employees at GameStop like mm-hmm. we weren't so we wouldn't so much push an upsell onto you we were trying to get we were trying to get to the practical things so like for example you buy you buy your Madden game like yeah we we're gonna ask you if you want to get the uh, the two dollar protection plan for the game so just if the game gets scratched up you know like you can bring it in. And the only thing you lost is two bucks, <laughs> two additional dollars, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. You know, I, uh, yeah, but, um, but it was so traumatizing to me because like, I don't have a good, I don't, I didn't have, I don't, I did not have the best sales background. You know, I, you know, 
and that's the other thing too. Like you get led into a false insecurity, like working at these stores because you wind up thinking just because you're moving all these numbers and stuff that you're a hot employee until you get into like a real like commissions based sales mo- model. Yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like, oh, I can't sell shit. <laughs> yeah. You, <laughs> you know, you got you, you you know, not. Yeah, now that my paycheck is on the line, you know, like if I don't move product, I don't get paid, you know, now it's different, you know, versus like working working at a retail store, getting like most of these people are getting minimum wage or just better of it, you know. And so they got a guaranteed paycheck whether or not, you know, they're selling one item or they're attaching five or six items on onto that receipt and stuff like oh, that. Yes. You know? Yeah. So um so yeah, so there's there's a lot into it. And and yeah, so the pricing the pricing was one of the more outrageous things because you know, like, yeah, like it's 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 a, it's embarrassing to walk out the store, you know, knowing that you got six dollars trading for the game, for a game, and then you walk back in the store next week and the game is selling for thirty nine ninety nine used. <laughs> yes, yes, they got to get them one. Cause the cause the thing about it, what really happened at one point was that they were people were trading in and getting credit and then i think they switched to cash uh at one point and cash, what was happen- you, cash you got 20 percent less of the trading value so yes. so so yeah if your game traded in for, if your game trading for ten dollars credit you got eight bucks yeah because eight bucks straight were, cash because what was happening that people were sitting games from walmart yes and coming to games yeah. to trade it in that was another thing too like you know like sometimes and, and oh, and and this and then they weren't just stealing games; they're stealing DVDs and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and the thing was, in my in my region, in my district, if we if we had suspicion that the games that the games or the merchandise was stolen, they were trading in. Mm-hmm. Like we could we could refuse to do trade in. We could, but we had to we had to have like we had to we had to have damn near a surety of it. So. So you know, like, do I risk getting cursed out and having someone call my damn district manager because because I'm suspecting that they stole some shit, which they actually probably did, or do I just take the damn trade in and and just wait and just wait to see if a detective from like from like the police from the police department, local police department, comes in and says, "Oh, we got we have to confiscate two thousand dollars worth of inventory." It, it was it's to me it was always that if you don't look the part, it's not. Like something shady is going on. Yeah, but you can't stereotype people that you can't. You're not supposed. You're not supposed to. But the thing about it is, you can't be looking kind of, pardon the word, a little bit bummish, and you're bringing (laughs) in tales of Sephonia in unwrapped. Like that don't make no sense. (laughs) Am I right? You're right. You 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 you're exactly right, man. Like, like who the hell? Why the hell are you walking in the door? Like you know, you know, bringing me like a a trash bag full of, of. of, of of Xbox games, and when I inspect every one of this, they're 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 practically mint, you know. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, they have the new video game smell. <laughs> exactly. And first of all, how come do you have the money not to bring this in a tub or anything, but a trash bag? <laughs> like the trash bag is is that didn't make sense to me. It it was always weird because every because. And games, there were some GameStop employees that I would talk to. We weren't friends or anything, but we would talk uh, from retail to retail because uh, I was at Toys, and I would just talk to them. 
and we had like kind of still you know same similar experience and stories of like selling games and stuff and it was always funny to me to be like I've been hearing that people have been sending games at Walmart bringing them in have you guys like really kind of questioned it was just like yeah because it was just like it it was so weird because when I think when the when you was able to get cash and people was bringing it in, you know that they was doing it to go get some drugs or they were doing some people was doing it to like pay bills and stuff because yeah. they were just like this is the way that I had to sell the system and games so I could survive mm-hmm. and stuff. But mm-hmm. it was just it was always weird to be like Walmart is five blocks down the street, GameStop is like over here. Who has time to go in the big store as Walmart, run with a duck, a duck, duck, goose shooter, like some real garbage game, <laughs> run that five blocks to come to GameStop to get like a dollar and a half from it? <laughs> freaking, freaking Polly Pockets fashion, yeah. fashion store. <laughs> You don't own no weed system. I was like, this big, this big ass linebacker looking dude could come in here trying to trade me in this this fru fru looking game. Right. <laughs> I would have been like, oh, uh, no. I was like, oh, I was like, bro, you could at least b- brought in Viva Pinata or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was always like the B tier, C tier games, and yeah. never like the triple A. Oh, and yeah. it was just like it no, no, because those are games they kept for themselves, <laughs> right? It was just like okay, I understand you're gonna steal some stuff, like steal the Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, like just just get it out the cabinet, just run, like you know, be take your high school track meet self somewhere <laughs> and just run, like bring me some high quality quality stuff to get some money, like don't be yeah. bringing me the low grade cooking mama stuff. Or, you know, cooking granny that, like, some Russian company made. It's yeah. just like, uh-uh. Go ahead. Now one, now, one of the things we did do to, like, to, like get those people to stop bringing in, we, like, we were suspecting, like, people were stealing stuff and just bringing them in for trading and stuff like that. One of the things we could do, like, if we had if we had an idea that something was going down, we would just, we would offer just straight-up store credit. And the only thing, and the only thing they wasted was our time scanning the stuff to tell it how much it's worth. <laughs> uh, I used to, uh, to hear people say that, I would have been like, "This is about to be a nightmare." But you had to scan it and everything. Yeah. I, so. I know, I know this though. I thank those people because those those people got me got me the bulk of my collection of uh, Star Trek DVDs. Amen. <laughs> they they trade they trade them in and uh, and uh, and here's the thing about it: like Star Trek seasons back then, those 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 DVD box sets cost one hundred and forty dollars a season. Star oh. Trek. Star Trek to this, Star Trek is no longer as expensive as it used to be, thanks to it on Blu-ray now and stuff like yeah. that. But my God, back on them DVD days, it was one hundred and forty dollars a set, and we're talking. And back then, Star Trek was seven seasons long a series. Oh yes. So if I do the math real fast, if I do that math, uh, one thirty-nine ninety-nine times seven, that is nine hundred and eighty dollars. You just spent a thousand. You just spent a thousand dollars for like a hundred episodes of TV, a hundred plus episodes of TV. I just and you probably got it for like fifty nine dollars, which are discount. Actually, yeah. I mean, I got damn near every. I got damn near every episode, every season of Deep Space Nine. And I don't even think I spent. I didn't even spend a third of the price of what of what this, of what it was MSRP. Nice. Yeah. Well. Like it was well, so it was a, it was a good time to be a Trekkie. <laughs> yes. 
And, and, and it wasn't like they were used discs. They were brand new. Turn it and it was considered as shoes. And one of the wait, most wait, re- repeat that part because it, it, it cut out for a second. Oh, well, at one point in time, people would buy a 50 or 60 dollar gang, uh, take it home with them and then bring it back with their receipt because something happened, like it was a glitch or a bug. And GameStop considered that as a used gang because it was <laughs> unwrapped. And one of the famous videos is the black dude just acting a fool in GameStop because he didn't get his money back. I think it was Grand Theft Auto 4 or NBA 2K. It's one of those high, like, AAA games. And he ended up destroying the GameStop thing because he couldn't get his money back because he opened it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that started, that, that also started a whole, that started a change in, um, in our policy and procedure where we're actually putting the receipt. Like, like it can only be exchanged for the same, for the same, it can only be exchanged for the same title, and if we mm-hmm. didn't, and, and if the store you went to did not have the same title, you get you would get one of equal value, equal or lesser value. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you you could not, but most retailers aren't just going to give you straight money back unless unless their name is Walmart. <laughs> exactly, because even at even at toys and stuff, we will always if the game was open and something was wrong with it, we would exchange it for the same For the game. same title, yeah. Yeah, or we have to change it for another game. Other than that, we couldn't take we couldn't take yep. it because I yep. think it was I think I, it wasn't law, I think, at that time, but it was kind of some kind of store policy, like worldwide mm-hmm. company policy. Mm-hmm. Um but GameStop eventually evolved. They started selling gaming shirts, toys, and bonuses for pre orders. They changed some of their policies. Their trade-ins became quite different, and then online ordering became a thing. Um, how how the trade-ins become different? Because that was after my time at GameStop. <laughs> the, uh, the trade-ins was like with the cash and, and, oh, okay. and stuff and, yeah. and all of that. You know, so they were doing different things. Um, at that point, they became the glorified the glorified pawn shop. At that point, yes. Because um, they were they were doing they were doing cash value for games now, so that was that was a different that was a whole different ball of wax, and you know, and you know what that causes its own complications in all seriousness because because like store credit, you know, store credit, you know, if you make a mistake and someone gets the wrong amount of store credit, that's one mm-hmm. thing, you know, but but you know like if you come if you come out your your, your till was short because you because you gave someone like eight dollars more than they're supposed to, then we had complications, you know, exactly. And I think one of the things that I mentioned the pre-orders and stuff that became a problem because what would happen is is that they would do a pre-order, they would get so many copies, and if you miss a point of time not to pick your pre-order up, mm-hmm. someone else got it because mm-hmm. I had to, I had pre-ordered Xenoblade Chronicles uh, two, the collection and stuff. And if I didn't go get there at a certain time, I didn't have my pre-order, even yeah. though I put my five dollars on it. Oh yeah, and there's and the only way to guarantee yourself that you would have a copy held there for however long it took was if you paid for it in full on its pre-order. That was the only that was the only way. And you know that was one of those things that you know like um like I I personally i didn't like that idea like you know like reserve the title yeah but i also understood from from a certain point you know they have to get sell through on the product but that also goes back to what i was saying about midnight releases and stuff like that 
Midnight releases was the first way that GameStop was able to like you know get re- get get better sales figures. You know, like mm-hmm. because like they would get their sell throughs of the product faster, and that means companies like Activision, you know, Square Enix and stuff like that would send more copies of ge- of their games to the stores and stuff like that. Because hey, we're pushed, we're moving the market, you know, stuff like that. So say for example, okay, and that was another thing. Going back to Grand Theft Auto, yes, Grand, Th- Grand Theft Auto Three was one of the most hotly anticipated games at the time. Some stores, as a matter of fact, the EB games that I shopped at got so many copies of the game in there that when they sold through their initial their initial week and stuff like that, there were still hundreds of copies of the game in because they pre-ordered so many of. Them. Well, not that they, not that customers pre-ordered so many of them. They, they, they were like GameStop was like, hey, we'll sell this many copies of this game. So. Next thing you know, next thing you know, you got you got an entire cap, you got an entire wall that's like that's like three shelves deep uh-huh. of, of Grand Theft Auto Three. <laughs> what's funny about Grand Theft Auto Three was it was a game that came out of nowhere. Like I didn't see no previews or anything. The first time I seen Grand Theft Auto Three, EGM was doing a review for it. That's the Grand first time Th- I saw it. Yeah, because Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, and Grand Theft Auto Two were top-down arcade-style yeah. games that nobody really was buying. Then yeah, they it were, came they out. Really, they were really niche back then when they when they were first out. And I think this is how when when word of mouth gets out, how open world games kind of played a part because, you know, we had Ocarina of Time and stuff mm-hmm. um, on N64 and how that sold, but Grand Theft Auto took a different approach from that. Yeah, you know. And it was just like kind of weird to see that game blow up like that. Yeah. Um, but you know now it's seen in a different light because GameStop started declining. You know during the PlayStation Four days and Xbox One, um, a lot of people you know were having their viewpoints of Xbox One. The PlayStation Four was the system because of how it was able to trade games and how used games was going to play a factor in it. Mm-hmm. But throughout the years digital games and flash sales and stuff were heading, you know, was a big thing and GameStop was really hurting this business and, uh, and everything. Uh, so seeing it now, uh, we're going to kind of give our personal takes on it. Like, what do you think of GameStop now? GameStop is GameStop is a very troubled company in my opinion and this is me speaking this is me speaking as an actual consumer this is not me speaking as a former employee um GameStop GameStop is is in is in is in trouble and you know um even with some of the current things they're doing right now like the problem is GameStop had a failure to adapt when the when the when the when the landscape of video gaming was changing like i mean when the PS3 when the PS3 and the Xbox 360 you know became a thing you know, and we started seeing the trend of digital games and stuff like that. Yes, GameStop, GameStop, because their their whole thing was used games market was a used games market basically and physical merchandise and stuff like that. GameStop was trying to make the industry work itself work themselves around GameStop's sphere of influence. Yeah, whereas GameStop is a game seller. And they should have been adapting to the changes in how gaming is. And so let's think about this. Xbox 360 and PS3 were the systems that that pioneered the digital age. And I say and I say that as consoles because GameStop never had the biggest influence on PC gaming, on PC gaming and PC sales. They never did. Yeah, never. they 
they, their, their whole PC section kind of like disappeared was, over years. Was, yeah, and it was it was destitute to begin with. You know, like we we were joking about how Nintendo had like a small shelf. Like, just imagine PC games had like a gondola. <laughs> Shoot, not even that. They just had like the basket rack, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, and that's crazy too because like there was a time when software etc was selling freaking graphics cards and CPUs yeah. and stuff like that. You know, and you know what? I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but GameStop lost a lot of its GameStop lost a lot of its core, you know, trying to trying to wrap itself around the console gaming. And I get it, console ga- console gaming is popular. Uh, believe me, I'm a, I'm a PC gamer, and console gaming is popular. If I didn't think console gaming is popular, I wouldn't have a Switch and a, and a PS3, a, a PS5. I mean, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have those right now. I wouldn't have a 3DS and um, it, you know, all this stuff, you know. Um, but um, but GameStop. And, and, you know, like, from an inventory sake, you know, like, uh, a, a hot commodity like a graphics card, I mean, come on now. The best graphics card right now costs $1,500 MSRP before the scalpers get their hands on it. $1,500. Oh, yes. Imagine imagine having one of those walk off your sales floor. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Insane. But, but, um, but GameStop, GameStop took too long to adapt and even and GameStop even implemented some really shady practices behind like the whole the whole advent of digital gaming and and cloud gaming like there was a situation i told you i i told quite a few of the bosphorus people about in like some in like various different ones of my interviews when i was a store manager for a store remember when deuce x uh human uh, human revolution was coming out yes deuce x Inside every copy of Deuce X, Square Enix had like Square Enix had partnered with a cloud gaming services called OnLive. Um, yeah, OnLive had a partnership with Square Enix. Like every copy of Deuce X that came out, there was a sixty-day trial voucher for the OnLive service, and it was it was a digital cloud gaming platform station. It was it was going to be the first competitor for uh, you know against um, Steam. Steam. Yeah. Yeah. The morning, the morning that the shipment was coming in for Deuce X, I was opening my store. I'm a store manager. Um, I get a phone call from my district manager, and he, and he says, "Have you read the um, Have you read the newest email from corporate?" And I'm like, "Not yet." He's like, "Go ahead." He's like, "Go ahead. Stop what you're doing right now. Go ahead and read it. And I need you to I need you to reply to me through an email that you read and you understood it." And that's all he said. So I so I go. I pull up I pull up the intranet um, and I read it and we're getting instructions from corporate to open physical copies of games, pull out a coupon, and then reseal the game and sell it. Now, remember how you were talking about how that one guy acted a fool and tore up a tore up a store because yeah. we turned around and told him he was basically giving us a used game? <laughs> basically look what we look what corporate just told us to do. We just broke the seal on we just broke the seal on every copy of a game to remove something from a game because GameStop at the time was planning to launch its own digital game service and it was competition. And Square Enix didn't know nothing about it. Oh, there was a big stink about it because what happened is and 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 I even I even responded to my district manager. I was like, okay, I, I understand this, but I was like I was like, I need you to know right now that Whatever complaints me and my staff get that go up the hotline, that's not on us. I told him that. And me and my district manager, we always didn't, we didn't get, we didn't always see eye to eye on stuff, and you know, mm-hmm. but but you know, um, but 
I, I told him I was being I was being dead serious. I was like, look, man, we're gonna get a lot of complaints about this. I and I and I and I'm not stupid to think you don't know that we're not gonna get complaints about this. So you just need to be ready for it. And I don't want to hear a damn word about why did we get this complaint because you already know this complaint's coming. And sure enough, it broke it broke news. Like like IGN and OneUp.com and all that stuff started talking about it. Like, hey, GameStop is opening your games and taking stuff out that you're paying your whole money for and stuff like that. You know. Um, it was it was it was a nightmare, and you know it was one of those things where it was like this is this is unethical. It's unethical, you know. That's that's all I can say, you know, you know. Um, and uh, I couldn't even, you know. The sad part is like the person that I am, I did want to warn the customers that were buying these games that mm-hmm. hey, like, we removed something from the games. But I couldn't find I couldn't find a way to say it to them, so I just let them buy the game and just walk out the door, knowing that they're probably going to be back in like in like four hours. <laughs> and what did you, what happened with those codes? Did they throw them away or yeah, yeah like well no the, what what we were instructed to do was um was take all the codes aside. We we're supposed to take all the codes aside. Um, when we had spare time, we we're supposed to scratch off. You know, like you know how I have those games, all those cards. Yeah. Those scratch, we're supposed to scratch those off. Um, that way that even if it got into somebody else's hands, they wouldn't know for sure if it'd been redeemed. And then we we're supposed to hold all those for our district manager to pick up. And the district manager is going to destroy them. And that's a true story. That's a true wow. story. Any, you can ask anyone, you can ask anyone that worked in management, uh, at GameStop at the time, uh, uh, you know, during that time period, whenever, if you ever run across someone that says they were a former GameStop employee, Mm-hmm. And they were working around the time that Dusex Human Revolution came out. Ask them about that. I guarantee you that they're gonna they'll 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 probably say something similar to my story. I wonder did GameStop get sued for that? I don't know what happened because I, I there was blowback, but I don't know what happened at the end of it. We may have to we may have to Google and see what happened. Yeah, because <laughs> I just like wow. I forgot. I wouldn't be I that. I wouldn't be surprised if the online on live service became PlayStation Now. I would not be surprised. Well, I I think someone else someone ended up buying online. Okay. And I don't know what it became after that. Okay, um, hold on. OnLive Cloud Media. OnLive was was a Mountain View, California-based provider of cloud virtualization technologies. OnLive's OnLive's flagship product was its cloud gaming service, which uh let's see. Uh Sailed to Sony and shut down. It, they became they became PlayStation Now. Ah, okay. They became PlayStation Now, basically. Like their assets got their assets got got bought up. I wonder does I wonder does this Wikipedia article mention the the whole Deuce X thing? You may have to go look at to see if that game has that controversy, or Google it up. Wow, Google it. Yeah, up. yeah, I, I yeah, but it, yeah, it was it was. I, I know for yes. me looking looking at GameStop was that it was the store to like still buy my used games, but it really became like my hub for research material. Um, because it was just like, okay, I need this game to do optional opinion or I need this game to do for a backlog, uh or, you know, to do for a discussion and stuff or a book club thing. Like that's what GameStop became to me. Um, oh, found it. GameStop responds to Deuce X controversy, pulling it from, pulling it from its shelves. That's right. That's that's right. The next thing that happened because I remember after 
after they had us pull those games, those uh, pull those pull those codes at the game. Mm-hmm. When people started, when people started like finding out about this and flipping this, we had to send every copy of the game that we had back. And then they sent us, they sent us Deuce X again, but there was no codes in them. Oh wow! Yep, yep. And they didn't get sued for that. Wow. I yeah. Oh, this Ars Technica article. You know what? I'll send it to you in the chat. Like we can probably, like we can, you can probably provide it in the show notes when um when this goes when this goes up. You know, uh-huh. on, I'm gonna send you the I'm gonna send you the link. Uh, Ars Technica because it shows it shows the email. It, it they have a copy <gasps> of the email. <laughs> oh wow! Yes, I'm gonna send it to you right now. Oh wow! So yeah, so like I said, like this is this is this is this is proof. Uh yeah, I'm I'm going to put that definitely. And in this shot. and this is right and this is right after this is right after. Yeah, this is this this basically like this news article came out right after I was no longer with the company, but at the time that this happened, I was an employee of the company. Yes. Well, I want to ask you, Duran, do uh. Like, do you still shop at GameStop or have have no? no. Okay, no. Yeah, it... uh, I have a. I honestly, I, I have a bad, I have a bad relationship with GameStop, but it's a mm-hmm. bad relationship that GameStop formed with me. The reason why I have a bad relationship with them. Number one, like I said, the way I got terminated, um, I would just, I'll just say this. I told you earlier, I got terminated behind uh, midnight releases. I was one of those, I was one of those managers for a mall store, and the malls were making it harder and harder to, to do midnight releases and stuff like that. So I contacted my store, my district manager, who was my my direct boss, and I was like, hey, like, um, like. We can't do any more midnight releases here. The mall's not going to let us do it and stuff like that. And there were two GameStop stores in the mall. So basically, so basically, um, he told me to partner up with another store um, to to do midnight releases. One that was uh, up the street from us. So you know, it was one of those things. But come to find out, uh, I didn't get I didn't get the full training on how I was supposed to do this stuff because uh, because basically what I what I was doing and I did this for five different midnight releases and did not realize that you know I was doing something wrong because I wasn't trained properly you know I'll take responsibility for that because like maybe I should ask more questions and stuff like that but I got but I had instruction from my boss so I figured he knew what he was doing so um so yeah for five different releases of games and stuff like that um I would um I was basically removing inventory from my store to bring it to another store to sell mm-hmm in the in the eyes of loss prevention and human resources, that was stealing. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and you know and 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 all I will say about this is that you know my district manager, who was my boss at the time, he's no longer with GameStop, by the way. But uh, <laughs> but but my district manager, all he had to say was, yes, I did. I did tell him that he should start doing this, partnering up with other stores. And you know, holding his releases at the other stores and stuff like that. He did not get the full training on that, and I do take responsibility for that. And you know what would happen? I probably would have never. I probably would have never. I probably would have had like a serious reprimand in my record. Probably would have never made promotion past store manager. Mm-hmm. And he would have. He would have got a slap on the wrist. Wow. Wow. I mean, I only like I said, I only shot there for like things that I need to feel. My library for for other reasons. I don't, I don't uh, go, I, did, I don't go, to, I don't go to a game. And, and renewing my last my time, car for gaming for me. 
the last time the last time I went to a GameStop store was probably two Christmases ago, mm-hmm. and that was only because like I went to the I went to the store that my old boss, the guy who hired me and trained me, he still works for GameStop. And I went there to visit him one day, and I was like, you know what? I'll buy something. And it was the first time I bought something from a GameStop in in in, in about a decade. Oh wow! Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't honestly. I don't. I don't. I just don't. I just don't like. I just don't like what GameStop is becoming. And also, and also, my time at GameStop. It honestly, it honestly hurt my outlook on video games. I mean, that's the other thing too. You know, <laughs> have you, <laughs> have you ever? Heard- have you ever heard the joke about the uh, about like like you know like it, it sucks to be a gynecologist because you because you're at the job all day you're looking you're you're looking at women's women's anatomy and stuff and then you have to go home to your wife yeah <laughs> same thing same thing can apply to like anything anything you do especially like video games and stuff like that and yeah I got I got burnt out on video games really bad. I mean, like I still played video games, but I I didn't have the same excitement I used to have before I began began a career at GameStop. It, it was it was funny because like I used to I used to import games. I used to I I was hardcore. I used, I used to do all sorts of stuff. I I would go out of my way to play video games and stuff like that. And by the time by the time you know by the time I was halfway through my tenure at GameStop, man, I was like, man, this it's just junk. It took me it took me a long time to get my drive to be a gamer back. And honestly, you know, like now, you know, like I have like a nice hoarded collection of video games that I'm probably never gonna play in my lifetime and stuff like oh, that. Come on, but you'll play with them. You'll play them. <laughs> you, you'll start them at least. But for, uh, but for the longest time I was like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> yes. Um and well now we know that they got Microsoft's help, you know. Mm-hmm that they're going to help them like kind of get their business back. Um so we're going to get Microsoft, into our front- oh, Microsoft Microsoft doesn't need to help them. Microsoft needs to Microsoft needs to make some changes with them. Here's what I'm going to say for sure. Like the Microsoft the, the Microsoft partnership that GameStop has going on, like you know, mm. I, like I said, I don't know a lot of the operations of GameStop anymore because I'm no longer an employee and I don't see the ins and outs of all the stuff that goes on. But I know this. GameStop GameStop was was flailing in the water looking for that life preserver before before Microsoft stepped in and said, "Hey, we're gonna put a presence in your stores and stuff like that." This is like this is like when this is like when you hear this is like when you hear J.C. Penney stores like all of a sudden they get they get they get Apple you know like an Apple like distributor yeah inside their store. That's what this is. This is this is it's not, it's more than a band aid. It's like it's like getting split into crutches and crutches. This is this is your chance to like fix your stuff, and you know, Microsoft. Yeah, you said it right. Microsoft is helping them, but Microsoft needs to like like look here. Like this is you about to get smacked down. So like we're gonna we're gonna show you how to do a few things, and we're gonna we're gonna put you back. We're gonna try and put you back to where you're at. And and GameStop needs needs to sit back and they need to take notes and they need to listen and stuff like that because. Uh, Corey and I were saying that we felt like GameStop was going to be dead by 2025. This probably just extended them till 2028. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't think GameStop is going to die out. It's going to be, depending on physical collectors, um, it's going to depend on how memory is hit, is handled. You know, extent, uh, external drives. Um, USB drives, uh, SSD cards, and stuff. With now with PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X, 
you know, with 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 Nintendo, it's just like, oh, it's a micro SD card. I can go anywhere and get that, and won't don't have to worry about anything. Well, about you got well, you got to remember something. Uh, back in the day, like EA and Microsoft were gunning for GameStop because GameStop was hurting their business model with their used mm-hmm. game with their used games practices and stuff like that. So yeah. you know, so you know, GameStop had to work for a while to like fix that reputation and stuff like that because I mean, when you had freaking Phil Spencer turn around saying, "Hey man, like you're like like the used game," he didn't call GameStop out by name, but he said the used games the used game store is killing our sales model. We it got. Did- yeah, because and then Phil Spencer saw when he made that announcement about Xbox One and the U situation, how that really damaged mm-hmm. their system. Mm-hmm. And Sony was just like they Sony. Sony oh, yeah. turned Sony turned around and was like, you know what? No more of our digital content is being sold out. Is being content is being sold out of your stores. Sony was like, uh, the only thing you can buy is like PlayStation currency and and PlayStation uh, PlayStation Plus memberships. You can't buy our digital stuff anymore. <laughs> I, I think I think even at Target you can't do it anymore. Like I think it's literally only uh, you could buy cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, um, the only Sony Sony just well Sony had to do that. They they had to do it unilaterally. Like they they mm-hmm. couldn't they they can't just can't just target one. <laughs> you yeah. got to it's got to be the same for everything. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You got to you got to do that. Because <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah. Because I think Nintendo or Mark, Nintendo is big on digital sales with the cars. Like mm-hmm. if you can't find this game, you don't want to put your credit card in. You can still buy this at our Target store and then download it like that. And, and like be- you can buy you can buy game currency and stuff. Like the game currency has the PlayStation stuff, the PlayStation Network logos and stuff on it, but you cannot buy the actual games. Which I actually, uh, I'll talk to you after the podcast because you might. I think Crossroads is going to love me. I'm just going to say that. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting to see how they are now and everything. And so um, we're at the last part that actually tackles the question: Should GameStop stop its business? Um, and we're going to give our opinions, but we're also going to give some options um, and. We're going to ask the two questions. Where does gaming go without it? And where does gaming go with it? Um, so for me, personally, I think at this time, GameStop shouldn't go out of business just yet. Um, I think they still play an integral role to a lot of gamers um, because of maybe financial reasons. I, I know we could talk about Game Pass and PS Now and stuff like that, but you know, if a game, if a system who has bad internet compared to someone who got Google Fiber, that's a discussion that that can be had. But some people might be like, I still need to put stuff into my system to be able to play the game. And I know that if this is a reliable source to help me get new games and be still current, I'm going to take up that uh, role. Um, but what's your opinion about it? Uh as much as as much as it pains me to say this, I don't think GameStop should stop its business. But GameStop needs to reevaluate itself, yes. and, and it needs to and it needs to do two. It needs to do two things. It needs to number one fix its relationship with its customers. That's the number one thing it needs to do. It needs to fix its relationship. Like I mean, you know, like yeah, that means having a long, hard look in the mirror and being like, hey, like we need to. 
we need to stop giving people like five dollars for a game they just spent seventy bucks for last week. We need to stop doing that. We need to stop. We need to stop like you know like ricking people over the coals because like their 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 dual sense controllers has like one speck of dust or a scratch on it. You know, we need to stop saying that we won't take it or we'll force you to buy. I've been hearing about that. Is that from store to store? Is or is that like? It's a store to it's a store to store thing. There's no there's no real pol well the policy states that you know if it's not in good condition we're not supposed to accept it. So like say they're trading in a PS5 and they have a, these dual sense controls are white, you know. Yeah. So like they're gonna they're gonna get they're gonna get blemishes and smudges real easily and stuff like that. If someone's having a bad day and they're like, hey, your controller is jacked up, man. We can't take it. You either have to spend seventy bucks to buy it, buy it, or we can't take your trade in at all for your for your. PS5 system because you you have to trade in you have to trade in the PS5 of everything it comes with so the controller the controller the the cables the and the system itself right um but you know like if someone's hard up for cash and stuff you know like they may just have to be out seventy dollars they really need whatever the value is for that PlayStation system you know Dude, GameStop could have made buckets of money when Nintendo put out that uh. GameCube accessory for Smash for Wii U. You talking about the um, you talking about the actual the, GameCube controller? The adapter. Oh, the yeah. adapter. Yeah. And everybody was just like, but I guess need what? A GameCube. But guess what? There was no GameCube controllers. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'd already but, fa- they'd already phased out their inventory. <laughs> right, but people were reselling their GameCube controllers for like a hundred some dollars. And if, if GameStop was just like if we would have held the, held on two Ds and like our warehouse and kept them pristine or did whatever to keep them, we could bring these mugs out and make bucket loads mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. some people might be like, "Well, you infringed on Nintendo's property." And I'm just like, "No, this is considered as a resale. That's a whole different thing." <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing, GameStop. My other opinion that GameStop needs to do is um, it needs to it needs to be more transparent about things and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, it it needs it really needs to be like you know like if you know if you know like for example their stock profile their stock profile is I if, if their stock profile was a roller coaster man that'd be the most exciting ride ever. <laughs> just going up and down up have, and down i have two roommates that watch stock and it is funny because like he he gets a charge out of when they're in a downfall because because he sells when they're in a downfall <laughs> he never buys when they're going up he sells when they're in a downfall and stuff like that and it's hilarious he's so there, there there were days like right before thanksgiving that i was at well there was days yeah right before thanksgiving now that's and i was like hey how GameStop doing he's like man they're going up <laughs> oh, wow. They need to be. They need to be more transparent about about the about the things they do in the, their business practices. And I'm not saying give give up all the secrets. You know, like don't 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 give up Fort Knox and stuff like that. But you know, if you know if if you know for sure, like for example, like um, well, Scalpers ruined everybody's sales predict- sales figures for the PS5 and the Xbox mm-hmm. Series X. Scalpers did that, you know. And so, so you know, my roommate did ask me. He's like, "Hey, he's like, what's really going on with GameStop? Because like they shouldn't have dropped the way they did." I was like, "Oh yeah, like no one can find a PlayStation. No one can find an Xbox. <laughs> no, no one can find a graphics card." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like this is. I know for me, like some options that GameStop really need to do. I feel like they, you mentioned like you know, 
bringing that relationship back to the customers and everything. I would just, I, I really feel like there needs to be um, a way to get them in and make them feel welcome that they want to continue to shop at that store because it, it really feels like when you walk in, um, there's not much customer service. Breaking things down and having a conversation not you don't need to have a podcast or anything with them but you need to kind of just be like oh are you looking for this game yeah you know i hate i hate to say it but because of the lack of because of the lack of training honestly like gamestop stores damn near they're they're corporate owned stores but they're damn near like franchises which means basically basically the experience is based on the staff that hires you there and trains you it's not like gamestop provides this training and stuff like that so yeah like a store for good customer, a, a store for good store manager is going to have like a good. He's going to be able to teach like his employees how to ha- his or her employees how to have a good relational experience with customers when they come in, you know, and stuff like that. As a store manager, as a store manager, like I tried to, I tried to, I tried to do that. Like I tried to like while I was educating my my employees, I was also educating my customers. So you know, like I had the relationship with both my customers and my employees and stuff like that. So you know, like it was easy for them to shop in my stores and stuff like that. And my 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 employees were able to get that off, you know, pick up some of that vibe off of me. And they were also able to make their own experience. Uh, I tried to make sure like my store, every single person didn't look like you know, it was like a, a cardboard cutout of the last. Yes. Person, you know? Like you know, it's like have your own personality and stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, you're a sports gamer. Be about that, you know, like, hey, you know, hey, you're fighting games, like, all about it. Oh, know your Nint- field. N- Nintendo person, come on, man, you're hired. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That that's kind of how I got into electronics at Toys because I knew so much about the video video game section yeah. and, and, and everything. They were just like, "Oh, good, you can take a vacation and it's gonna cover you for uh, electronics." Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> and but, I uh, had to like develop a learning uh, a selling sense like that. Yeah, but there's also stores where, you know, like, you know, all they get told is like, hey, like, make sure you ask if they need this. Make sure you ask if they need that. Uh, you know, find out if they're okay and stuff like that. And that's about the, the gist of it and stuff like that. And it seems all cold and robotic. And, you know, like, the only the only way people are getting information about anything they may want to buy is on the GameStop TV when they walk in and they see the thing playing. You know, thank, yeah. God's, not, thank God's not Jeff Keighley anymore. Uh, we have yeah which we which we have the game awards tomorrow night <laughs> <laughs> well by the time you guys seen this the game awards have already uh happened and i will say this go watch our boss rush game awards prediction <laughs> me the ron and dan and we we had a we had a good discussion i actually need to go back through that one and get everybody's prediction and see i feel like i feel like dan was you know, like how we get the circus, and you got the guy with the chair and the whip trying to, <laughs> trying to like calm down the lions. <laughs> I feel like right. I feel like that's how Dan was with us that day. <laughs> I was just like, oh let, yeah, let's get back into it because Dan was just like, let's stay on topic, Eddie. I was just like, okay, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, uh, like down, Simba, down. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, I I really think they that's some of some of the things that they need to do, or some of the things that we think they should do. Um, and so, uh, our uh, I gotta say, I think gamers going will be fine and okay without them. But I think there are some games that's not so that Target or Best Buy that you can't get only at GameStop. And you if know... that disappears, where can we get them at? Oh, they'll um, they'll, they'll go they'll they'll. 
they'll go online because you know that does infuriate me sometimes. There've mm-hmm. been a couple there've been a couple games that came out and I was like it's only at GameStop because actually cuz honestly like a couple of those Monster Hunter releases like the like the top tier ones was only at GameStop. Yeah. And I was really beside myself cuz I'm like GameStop does not get any more of my money, which means that I have to miss out on like a quality Monster Hunter product that I like, you know. So the only way I could look to get it is through eBay, and that's secondhand at that point, in my opinion. Um, you know, um, so yeah, uh, I feel like without GameStop, like these the these opportunities would come up better because in all situ- in all seriousness, like I think the main I think the main reason why GameStop gets some of these exclusives because GameStop pays money to, to net the exclusives. That's that's yes. my that's my honest opinion because and I mean. I- that that's how it kind of was in the back in the day. That you know, even with Toys R Us, we got exclusive stuff uh, because oh, we Toys made some R Us kind was, of deal. Toys R Us was a Nintendo headquarters. Like oh, we, sh- our Toys R the Toys R Us outside my mall was mm-hmm. like my direct competitor. <laughs> oh, do we? So when Gears Four, yeah, when Gears Four came out, they were getting like if you buy Gears Four, you got a a hat, a beanie. Mm-hmm. With the gear symbol on it, and so That's nobody was, right. nobody was buying it, and so the my toys are wrestling. We have like four back, four bags of them. So I still have my gears of war beanie, and, and even though I never had played at that point in time, I didn't, I haven't played any gears of war. I played two and didn't like it because of the controller on the three sixty. Uh-huh. But I enjoy gears now, and I was just like, this is weird putting it on uh Xbox. And kind of PlayStation thing, but I will say shout out to the Xbox employees who used to come in and check out the thing because they would give me like uh they would give me like discount cards for oh, games yeah. or oh, oh, I loved when the reps came in. Oh man, like uh like the Sony rep would come the Sony rep would come to my yes. store and he would and, and he uh, I, I we we had quite a few different Sony reps. Like sometimes it was men, sometimes it was women. But they come to my store, they'd love me because like I was like I was like the PlayStation guy at the store. Like they they would ask me all these questions. They would ask me questions about games I'd never played, and I was getting the answers right. And, and they're and they're like, "Have you ever played this game?" I'm like, "No, I've never played SoCom in my life." <laughs> wow. Yes. That's how that's how the Nintendo rep was. Like we knew I knew the Nintendo rep just by uh I would break my neck to get there to the Nintendo rep to go talk to him because I would get free stuff like stickers yeah. and yeah. that's how I got my Legend of Zelda uh DS case and stuff. It was just like interacting with him, finding out what they needed and just like that kind of thing was just like amazing. So uh yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question again? <laughs> uh, where's Where's gaming go without yeah. it? Um, honestly, I think gaming would be all right because, as a person, like I said, who I'm 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 sick of GameStop shit. You know, like I I can buy my games at Best Buy. I can buy my games at Target. I can buy my games shit. I just bought a game in, at, at at Walmart a couple of days ago. Um, you know, and Walmart Walmart is like where you go if you're trying to die of COVID <laughs> right now. Oh, you actually bought. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I actually I had to return it because um because like I bought I bought I, I bought a copy of Black Ops Cold War because uh because Austin my um my my, my compadre on uh, Crossroads was like hey he's like can you buy can you check out 
uh, Call of Duty Black Ops because I'm hearing like it does a lot of interesting things with the uh, with the with the with the DualSense controller. Like uh, like if your gun jams, like your actual triggers will not respond. Like they'll lock up on you and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I really want to try that and stuff like that. So I so I actually so I actually like took the leap. I I ordered um I ordered it for pickup at the store. And it said I was gonna have, and it said it was gonna be ready by eight o'clock that evening. It hasn't been ready, so I just canceled my order today. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it hasn't been ready, and and then I'm seeing Best Buy has the buy two get one free sale on P- uh, on 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 games right now, and Black mm-hmm. Ops is on there, and I'm like, shit, do I do it? Do I do it? Even though even I, though Cyberpunk just dropped the day, do I do it? I, I can honestly say go ahead and do it. Only reason because I don't know the sales figures for this color. Do we like? It it I don't know how well it did. Like, I wasn't I wasn't planning on getting it for the console. I was planning on getting it for PC. PC. But, but because I'm the only I think I'm the only person in, am I the only person in Boss Rush right now that has a PlayStation Five? I think I am. Yes, you're the only one that has it because I'm not getting my suit. So right <clears throat> because I'm not getting my my PlayStation Five and Series X to next year. So, so, I'll so have... it's a thing. It's a thing right now that that I have to do it because like I'm the I'm the journalistic input right now for mm-hmm. for the PlayStation Five system. Yeah. So right. so yeah. I mean, you know, you know, I, I don't mind spending the money. You know, it'll it'll get us notoriety when we talk about it and stuff like that. You know, that's that's always a good thing. Well, because I think when it, I I know for me as here on Boss Rush, I think I'm. I think Corey, me and Corey may be the only ones. I don't know at this time. I think me and Corey, once I get my Series X and my PlayStation Five, I think he's going to get his PlayStation Five soon, and I or later. I think Jesse's going to do the same thing. With us three, uh, and since you already got PC, you wouldn't need a Series X or anything. Um, yeah, I think we will. Us four would be the only ones that have the current consoles all together with Switch. Um, unless the Switch Pro comes out, um, because I don't think uh, some of the other people, I think they're only going to buy that one console and be fine with what they play on there. And I think uh, my assumption is Austin and probably Nelly are just going to, when they get their PlayStation 5, I think they're just going to stay with that um, and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, because I, I definitely have to have all three because of like this podcast and Boss Rush and everybody else's podcast. Um, if I ever get get the guests on it, I want to be able to be informed and be able to be informed and be critical about those games and yeah. once again build up my library again. Because I, I I I tell people I don't sell any of my systems, so I'm not getting rid of my I'm not getting rid of my one. I'm not getting rid of my PlayStation Four. Man, like, you're, like, you're better. Actually, you know what? I still have. You know what? I hate to say it, but I, well, no, not hate to say it, but I have every PlayStation. I still have every PlayStation system. I have a PS One. I have a PS Two. I have a PS PS Three. I have a PS Vita. I have a PSP. My PSP doesn't work anymore, but I, ha- I still have a PSP. I have mm-hmm. a PS Four and I have a PS Five. I still I have every PlayStation console right now. I have my two, my three. I have the mini version of the PlayStation when I had to throw away my original PlayStation mm-hmm. from '95 because. For some unknown reason, the lens came off to the, to it, so I was just like, "That Girl. that's a thing that happens." Yeah. So, um, but my like my two, my three, uh, my four, I still have because my four is still like the regular one. Um, and then uh, once I get five in a Series X, I'll be good to go. Um, and and the thing about it is, it's just like 
when I get five and when I get X, um, they're not going to be my backwards compatible machines. They're going to mm-hmm. be like, this is for next gen only. And that's mm-hmm. it. If I want to play mm-hmm. something, oh, if I want to play something backwards, I'll just pop it in the whole system. But it's, it's, it's fast and it's an upgrade. And it's going to take a lot of my space. And I don't have time for that. I already did the installer parts for it. I want to play it on that system. I played it, get done with it, put it back. Yeah, I feel like I feel like right now on the PS5, like I'm going to be playing catch up on PS4 games that I that I missed out on because I I transitioned I transitioned from console gaming during the PS4's life cycle to PC mm. gaming, and uh, and I missed out on some stuff, you know. So I'm playing catch up right now on a few things. Like I'm playing Final Fantasy Seven, the Final Fantasy Seven remake right now. Oh, uh, you started you started already? I did. I did. Oh oh, uh, I, dang it! I need to install it then. I need. Yeah. Oh no, it's installed. It's installed, but I need to start it. Yeah, um, yeah, um, I will. I will be revisiting God of War because I never beat God of War. Um, I will be revisiting Spider Man because on um, my original run on Spider Man, the, the PS4 one, mm-hmm. like I got all the way to the end, and I have I have a failure to commit. I, I have a, I have a problem with commitment sometimes. Like when I know I was having a lot of fun with Spider Man, and when I realized I was at the end of the game, I did not want to finish it because I was like, this is it. <laughs> I still need to buy Miles Morales for PS4. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Miles I know Morales is good. Miles you Morales is good. pretty, pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm enjoying so, it, dude. I I don't know why, but when I told you I got hooked back on Monster Hunter World on PS4 instead of Xbox, it was just like I need LeBron here to coach me, <laughs> dude. Because I was just I I taken down the beast in Monster Hunter Four. Like I. Uh, not Monster Hunter 4, uh, Monster Hunter World. It's just like, okay, yes, I'm super excited for Rise, but it's just like, what is this mug going to look like on PS5 or Xbox One? I don't, I, I, I have it downloaded on PS4, on PS5, I mean, but I haven't, I haven't started yet um, because I, that means I have to buy Iceborne. And like, I've already, I, I feel like I've already spent enough money on Monster Hunter World. Yeah. In all seriousness, I, I feel like I, I feel like I did. Like, I got. Look. I'm still blown away by your PC version. I was just like, you know what? Just and it's only them. it's only gotten better because like I've upgraded my P in 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 the in the in the build up to to Cyberpunk. I've upgraded my PC, and um and my gaming rig is 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 different now. Like now I can play the game in HDR. <laughs> Ooh, well, now, I can, play, now I can play now I can play the game in HDR with DLSS and ray tracing on the PC. Not 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 on the PlayStation on the PC. Oh, are you playing it on your on Sony TV or are you playing it on your monitors? I, I can do it on both. <laughs> I mean, but where where have you been playing it lately? Is it just your uh, monitors? The monitor, the monitor. Okay, I only have one monitor. Oh, I didn't tell you. Like, I got rid of my two thirty-four inch monitors, and I now have just one forty-nine inch monitor. Okay, because you did a picture of it. Yeah, I'll send you guys a new picture of the new setup. <laughs> when when Wait. did you get the new? Uh, I've. I think it's my third week with this monitor. You did a picture of the two of the two ones, cause and yeah, yeah, um, you, where you see TV in the background. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I think you were just like, this is my like work room, like my work desk and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you got a new monitor. Yeah, I got a new. Yeah, I got a new monitor a couple a uh, couple a few weeks ago. I told, I, uh, as a matter of fact, Crossroads knew about it because. <laughs> Because Austin and Nelly always got them jokes. And right now the joke is that I'm one of the PS5 scalpers. That's why I got my PlayStation Store. <laughs> I'm, one of those, I'm one of those guys. So they're like, they're like yeah, you're going to go in LeBron's garage and he's got like 40 PlayStation 5 boxes. <laughs> and, I, and so I joke with him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll sell you a box, $700. <laughs> exactly. 
Laurent, you know I always just like every time you show new tech, I I know. And please, please don't hate me for it or just be like, oh dear, that's it. You know I love to put you a good old yes because I'm so <laughs> I get so happy and excited. And anytime anyone gets new tech or get a new I, game, I love you. I, I love you. I love your energy, man. I, I feel like I, I honestly feel like you're the heart and soul of a uh, of boss rush. Like you, you, you keep us amped, you know. And that's what, and that's honestly why we let you slide when you when you throw the controversial freaking <laughs> topics in the chat and stuff like that. You know, it's like it's like you know what, Ed's a troublemaker, but you know what, he makes me feel good about my game. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna let him go on this one. He might oh. not he might not get a, a batch of Snickerdoodle cookies from me this week, but he's all right. Wait, what? You make a song? No, no, no. I remember, I still owe you like cookies. The <laughs> I still owe you cookies. I'm not making them, but you know those lost house cookies. Uh, yeah, like you, you, you're getting some sooner or later. Yeah, might have to might yeah. have to be after the holiday though, because like the mail is all jacked up. You know, oh, <laughs> like we we don't want you to get some stale cookies. <laughs> that's completely fine. I still gotta send Jesse his uh. So uh, the mac and cheese, the cheddar, uh, uh the Cheetos. Mac, mac and cheese, mac and cheese Cheetos. Yes, they have the jalapeno cheddar ones. Send me a bag, please. <laughs> I'll send you one. I, I brought five boxes. I'll send you a box. Oh, all right. I'm never going to lose this weight. Like, it's, it's wintertime. I'm already I'm already struggling, like, because, like, it's cold you, outside, so I can't run. <laughs> like, oh, wait. It's you, not that, it's not did, that you, I I, did you see my response to your post? <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> In the back, was that was that was that post fit was was that was the gif I attached that fitting that <laughs> the people the, ran in the house. Cause the thing about it is I was outside at work and it was windy when you made that pose. And I was just like I'm gonna do the same thing as these people. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was effing cold. Oh my god! Like you know, the sad part is when the wind wasn't moving. It was nice outside. I was like, okay, I can get out and run. But yeah. the moment that wind picked up and the wind chill dropped to twenty seven degrees, I was like, oh hell no! <laughs> get I, get I, your I, ass I, back in the house. I, and that, and I was just like, oh, his back in this game. I was dying because I was just I really wanted to say, look, if it gets to the point where uh, Dorothy's house is flying through the air and twirls from Kansas. I, we got to switch. I'm shutting the store store down, and we out of there. I mean, I mean, yo, like if if I walked outside with an umbrella, that that wind, I would do Mary Poppins. <laughs> I would have been popping Mary. You'd been like, you know what, Mary Earth, don't get popped. <laughs> Give me the good weather. Take all of this wind. Oh man. But yes, everybody, that is the show. We so we all have uh, me and Leron. Once again, thank you, Leron. Um, we believe that they shouldn't close, and we don't think they're going to close yet. But if if things don't go right, they may be shutting a lot of stores down. To, and to quote my girl Whoopi, "You in danger, girl." <laughs> you know that's an actual a movie podcast too. <laughs> You're in danger. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, so this comedian, uh, uh, they opened the show up by giving red flags, and so people were talking about their worst hookups and worst dates and stuff. Oh, and then they go talk about erotic thrillers and everything. <sighs> so they did. Uh, Wait, Ghost is considered an erotic thriller? N- uh, not go, not Ghost. The, the the no, the name of the podcast is called You in Danger. You in danger. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, G U R L, uh, and they um, 
uh, the latest one they did, I think they got one from them doing Unfaithful um, with Richard Gere Ooh. and stuff. Ooh. And I was just like, oh my goodness. But the red flags they each talk about, yeah, someone writes in and tell about uh, uh, um, they, uh, the red flags with dating, and now they got a, a term for a person called a hobosexual, where they are like homeless, or not homeless, but they're like bummy, and they're trying to move into your spot and be your boyfriend or girlfriend and stuff, and then always have a problem, but even though it's your place, they're trying to live in there and stuff. And oh, hold it's on. Like, hold on, though. I'm, I'm going to say this. Sometimes, sometimes some of the homeless people I see on the street look look kind of like a snack, though. <laughs> you know, um, I'm I'm sorry if I sound like a whore, <laughs> but you know, sometimes it's like, hmm. I wonder if he, I wonder if he needs a place to stay for the night. <laughs> I'm an Aries. Look that up, and that will answer all your questions. <laughs> well, I had fun. I had fun tonight. <laughs> not, yeah. everybody, not everybody knows I'm a whore. <laughs> no, you are not a whore. I'm the whore. <laughs> Trust me. I... You're, like, you're like, man, he picked up homeless people off the streets just, just to get some. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what you know. Your, your sex drive is just like, it's past the highway. <laughs> It's like highway to the danger zone. You just like look, this is the most. It's 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 on the it's, it's on the autobahn. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody, it's time for us to go. You know, it's getting late. Lariah, go ahead and plug. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on social media at Exodus803. That's E-X-O-D-U-S-803. That's also my gamer tag, so you can find me on PlayStation Network, Steam. Uh, and, I'm, and also, um, I am one of the hosts for the uh, for the Crossroads PlayStation podcast from Boss Rush, from Boss Rush Network. Uh, you can catch us Tuesday nights on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Exodus803. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, if, you want my, if you want my Switch friend code, like hit me up on Twitter for that. Yes, uh, you can find me at that retro on Twitter. You can find me on Boss Rush Network from Nintendo Pod Block, as I'm the host in a Boss Rush podcast recap, uh, talk the walk, one v one, and other podcast stuff that we do on Boss Rush. Just, just say you're on every damn thing. <laughs> no, I'm not on everything because I, I, I'm trying to get on Crossroads. On Crossroads. Oh, uh, cross, uh, we we we're warding you off like you're a vampire, man. We got the garlic and the holy water. <laughs> and the cross. Nah, nah, we're nah. We'd love to have you on. We know your schedule is just crazy. Yes, uh, I already got an intro thing. I, uh, and I'm just like, I'm about to make Laron grow because I'm just like, yes, I'm here like a play. I'm here to turn everything upside down like a PlayStation One. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and listen. Oh, you you dirty. You know what? You know what? Just because just because you know what. Go back somewhere and blow on your cartridge to get your damn game started. Uh, Go somewhere. And you remember that happened for three generations of Nintendo systems too. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you guys can also check out World War One Podcast on Podbean.com. You can email the show at my comments at yahoo.com, but I'm end up going to end up changing that. I'm think I'm gonna get an optional opinion uh 
uh, email address for that so you guys can hear your comments. Because I want to know what you guys think. Should GameStop go out of business or not? Uh, with that, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Uh, and we was, I will see you next time for Optional Opinion. Because I... Yeah, like I said, I'm back and I got some great topics for you guys. Mm. And with that, everybody, <laughs> what was that? Go ahead. What was that? I was like, I was like, Ed and them takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend, and then we will see you next time on Optional Opinion. Peace. Have fun playing Cyberpunk, y'all. Yes. Okay.